All right. So episode 13, the episode date 13. today is September 12th, 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, my name is Ira Malkin. That's uh, Brian McClenning over there. And our very special guest is Eric Von Hessler from The Regular Guys Show. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. Thank you for being here. I hate the number 13, so I stay away from it. You don't even have a player? He's been naming our uh, episode numbers after players, baseball players. But, you know, you'd yeah. find, because a lot of athletes are superstitious, there's not a lot of players that walk around 13. Right now, there's a pitcher for the Sox that is number 13, uh, Billy Wagner. So this but, is going to have to be Billy Wagner, then? Yeah, I'm not too big on that. So. All right, well, we won't name it. Just, just not name <laughs> Just out of your superstitions, we won't even... There's a, t- there's a terrible player out there whom, whom I no, hate. No, no, no. Alex Rodriguez, he's number 13. Well, he's A-Rod. Not, he's had a pretty good career. He's had a pretty good career. I just <laughs> dislike him because he plays for the Yankees. <laughs> That's right, because he's a Boston fan. Glad to be here on the 13th because I'm not superstitious. I'm one of the only people in the world who exactly. has z- zero superstitions. And I don't either, yeah. And I, can't, I, I, will, I refuse to stay in a hotel that doesn't have a 13th floor. I request it. <laughs> so you're, you're a militant non-superstition yeah. I've always guy. wanted to set something up, you know, <laughs> like where, where, I, where like, I have a black cat in my hand and I right. walk under uh, a ladder, a, a ladder yeah. and right, right. break a mirror. And, right. you know, and I've told people that even if I did that and the next day was diagnosed with cancer, I still... You would still I not still believe. maintain that it had nothing to do with, nothing to do with the ladder. Or the, yeah. <laughs> That's ballsy. Now he he may be your polar opposite. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't know. Although we're playing, I think next month on the thirteenth and uh, Friday the thirteenth, rather. Oh, wow. it's oh, next shit. month, I think, I or or it's in November, maybe. You'll I probably die. Hey, you're effed. Probably me. <laughs> you are effed. See, don't say that stuff to him because that. That's we the did. type of thing you say to him, and he's like, oh, Eric told me I'm going to die. Eric told me I'm dying. Yeah. We did cancel. We did not take yeah. a show on the Friday the 13th. I know, one because time. the 13th wouldn't be I, a big no, deal. No, I think we had an option. I think they gave us a, a few couple, different and I was dates. Like, ah, like, like, Don't take the 13th. I was like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> I, you know, I just. <laughs> I mean, what, do you think that there's some sort of cosmic force that is in charge of Listen, numbers? And I mean, it just—it's. Just, I'm it's a Red just, Sox fan, so if you're not superstitious, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, you I'm almost can't exist. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Bills fan. It's just pathetic, right. you know. I don't know. There's no superstition involved. You I just, guess uh, you kind of go with your team right. no matter what, <laughs> right. and just keep getting beat about. But you guys have done well lately, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm with you, though, and I'm, you know, I just thought the the, the thing with, uh, okay, there's no thirteenth floor. Well, there is a 13th floor. Yeah, it's, it's, called it's called the 14th floor. Right. Yeah. And you're calling you, it. The, so you think that this cosmic force is so, it. it can just ruin your life. It can kill you. It can give you tragedy. But it can't count. It doesn't right. make any sense. <laughs> like, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's, like, <laughs> let's see, 12, 14. Well, I guess there's no 13th floor here. I'll just move on. And Ooh, right. Wait a minute. She's staying in a hotel today. I'll get her. Right. Damn, she's on the 14th floor. You know. There is no 13th. Oh, what is happening? Listen, I mean, we could talk all day long about you know that type of stuff, su- you know, superstitions and you know religion well, and all that silly. stuff. But I know. The longer I go, the less I but start it is funny. to... You know, it, it takes so much energy. The only thing that I do nowadays, exhausting. Yeah, the only thing I still do, and I don't even know why. It's just kind of a funny thing, you know. Is I'll I'll do the knock. Somebody will say something, yeah. like you said that oh, he's going to die, and, and I'll do. But it's obviously I don't believe anything. I just right. Yeah, it's, it's just something just, to do. It's, thing it's like do. a nervous tick or something. It's something like that, I guess. Yeah, well, I'll have to get over that. Or so. you're really deeply screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> you do have That's I, a good there's, there's comfort levels. I mean, I, I'm a little bit. I'm not OCD, but yeah. I will. Do you have rituals? Or? I no, I don't have rituals, but I will go back and redo something that I'm 99 percent sure that has been done just to make stove is it, off. Right, and it's that, just to yeah. make sure. And, and it's, but what I feel good about is it's not to the point where like, oh, I got to do that. I just think, you know what? 
you're going to think about this all day if you don't. Just rebat, <laughs> do it, and then and, and so it's like there's this ignorant part of it's like serving an ignorance that I have. Right. But it's better because I feel better what's for the rest the worst, of the day. What's the worst one you've done? Can you think of one? Like <laughs> you drove all the way home from work. Well, no, no, it's, it's, and it's not usually like the 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 oven thing or whatever. But usually it has even this is a small thing, but like with dealing with computers and, and uh-huh. things like that, I'll save things many times more, or I'll I'll go I'll double back. And uh, redo something that I really kind of know that I've done, but yeah. I just you know just do it. You know, it takes five seconds. Go back, do it again, <laughs> and then, it. but you don't have to think about it again. You don't have to worry right. about it. And I guess some of that is born from reality because we've all lost important stuff, right? Especially or, when yeah. the computers first started coming around, so. right? Or even heard you know stories about people that right. You know, well, I've done it. Yeah. I've lost. I've lost all kinds of <laughs> footage. <laughs> I make these. I make these little films, and I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I've lost. I mean, literally, I've I have lost. Three days worth of shooting uh, before, just for not backing up something. Just for or? not backing up, yeah. and this was one. You know, I was on. This was my Microsoft days, right? Mm, I moved on since then. Been, a little while <laughs> to the <laughs> a little while back. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, so listen. Wait, 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 I'm not done with my intro. Okay, finish your intro. This is still the intro. Or unless you were going to help me with your intro. No, well, nope, I just, I'm uh, not helping you with the intro. I wanted to get the proper plugs out just so we're Absolutely. resetting yes, the show. You know, you're going to have to teach us how to do this better. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the wrong guy here. Well, I said the regular guy's show that's on Rock 100.5 in Atlanta. And if, uh, I mean, uh, most of our listeners are from Atlanta. And if they're not familiar with the show or not familiar with you, uh, well, they got a lot of problems then. Wow. Then shame on you. Shame yeah. on you if you don't know about the show. They should know about it, even if they hate it. Even if they, they hate it or they, they don't it. listen. Right. Like, oh, They've yeah. heard of it. Well, shame on you if you don't. Shame if you don't even know about it. Shame, but, shame, uh, shame. Or you live it. Um, obviously, I'm a very big fan of the show. Have been for a long time. Um, since the first incarnation in Atlanta, of course. Um, Which was the third incarnation of the show. Of the show, right. (laughs) So, yeah, we've been listening, you know, for years. And like we said, we were on your show in that first incarnation. Ton of Honey was on. This is back when we were over on Claremont, right? This is, was this, or was this on Peachtree? This was 96. This was Claremont, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Claremont. It was Claremont, yeah. Well, I apologize That's for it. the. If you guys played, it was probably a horrible situation because we I didn't even have we didn't have a room for you. That's right. No, I mean we, we did it right in the studio with you guys. Yeah, well, right I think Steve was like running sound, right? And running the board. I remember he actually did a really good job because we had a tape of that show. I think we had one of our girlfriends tape it, of course. Yeah, of course. talk yeah. about and that was uh, like we're talking about earlier. Yeah, we right. probably listened to the <laughs> tape like you know five times. <laughs> were we jerks or were we nice? No, it was, it was a long time ago. I remember from the tape too that it was a no, no, no. You guys were the nice. funniest thing was when we walked in. You, we must have, we looked like regular guys. So you, that was the first thing that you said. I remember us walking in. You were like, hey, these guys look just like us. (laughs) I guess maybe some of the other bands came in with like the, oh yeah, maybe Larry said it. You know, came in probably looking all, you know, we were just like jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, we would get, I thought it was back when we were doing every Friday. We were were featuring a local band because we were new to the, the whole idea, you know, behind the scenes was you guys are new. You're introducing yourself. One way to kind of blend with. The city is, uh, you know, feature local acts right. and things like that. So every Friday, and you're right. Sometimes people would come in, and you know, you just, you know, with the yeah. with the black fingernail polish and right. you know, the things, and <laughs> we were so, just like, okay, what's up? All right. <laughs> all right. Well, we kind of weaseled our way on that show, actually. Well, no, I mean, the reason we were on is because we were opening for Steppenwolf right. at uh, the Tabernacle that night, and it was I, it was I, a last minute thing, and it was a '96 yeah. sponsored show, right? So we kind of used that. That's right. As our little, hey, we're going to be, you know, doing a 96 Rock sponsored show and you guys do this Friday well, that's right. you thing. Did, you did some legwork to get us in. Yeah, right? well, that's, that's You're exactly what You're probably with our happened. first producer, the critic. 
Maybe. Was that, that's a long time ago. Yeah, right. I don't recall. Yeah. Who was that? That was our first producer. Oh. We first came to town here. The Critic? The Critic. That was his uh, name. Was, uh, that's a, that's <laughs> a long story. And a, a, <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, was, not interesting. You know, he was, no, he was, uh, he was a, a, uh, an, interesting, an interesting and talented dude. Um, but literally just, I mean, honestly, just told us, you know, I don't want to work this hard. Oh really? Because we <laughs> one of those. Huh? Yeah. Just, well, at least well then we don't want to have you here. <laughs> at so least you're honest, you know. <laughs> it feels like work. <laughs> it is work. What happens to the work? That, work I just want to come in, and you guys want to be radio number industry. one, and you want yeah. to take over a town, and I'm just not into that. Right. You know? well, I just want to huh? hang back. And hey, at least a little he, basement show. Yeah, he's a great guy. I think he knew what he didn't right. want. Charles. <laughs> well, well, thank you for coming. Yeah, to thanks. the show, obviously, Good to have you. big time. And well, thank you for having us on the regular guys back then. Because no, I I remember it did give us. I mean, we were getting a lot of people out at, at our shows after that. Yeah, I remember it, was, it helped. We yeah. did a we did a Northside show, I don't know, within weeks of that, mm-hmm. and it was packed. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. yeah, and people were coming up to me, going, "You know, hey, we heard you on the regular." Yeah, and I was like, "Good, it worked." Yeah, our reach would always depend on like where we were because we'd see that in ourselves. We would go out and do live shows and. Which I'm not a big fan of these days. When we first came to town, we were always doing these yeah. live shows yeah, and places and, and just to meet people right. and all that. Yeah. And we would show up. It depend on what part of the city we were in or, or, or the OTP more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. And, you know, we'd show up in some places and there would be lines. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd show up at 530 in the morning. There's a line <laughs> yeah. of people waiting <laughs> to come in back and sit down yeah. and watch a radio show. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, pretty gratifying. But then we would show up. You know, we did uh, our first CD came out. And... We did a CD. Is that Ugly or American Beauty? American Beauty. American Beauty, yeah. yeah. And unless I'm getting the two wrong and it was the second one, but I think it was the first CD. We had a live show at ESPN restaurant zone, zone right yeah. thing, in Buckhead. It's a zone, Eric. It's, it is a zone. <laughs> it's, not, it's more than a restaurant. There's, there's a whole zone. There's a lot of stuff happening. I think of it as a lifestyle, but if they want to call right. it a zone, exactly. then, you know, I'll, I'll stay with that. But, I mean, there was just nobody there. And it was a big deal. Yeah. And it was a CD and, and all this. And it literally, was, it was us and eight people in the crowd in a huge room. So and then we go to this place. I guess it's not around anymore. It used to be called Barnacles or something up yeah. in, up on Industrial Peachtree. I think huh. Peachtree Industrial. Southside go out there a lot. Yeah, and, Barnacles. And, and, and that pe- place would just be packed. You know, That's so it just, it, you know location and everything just managed. Now you just send Steve out to do all that. We stuff. stopped doing appearances in Buckhead. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody's appearing in Buckhead anymore. Anyway, this is true. back when there was a bucket. That's right. Yeah. When there was a bucket. Um, I was also going to offer you uh, congratulations on uh, Dallas. Well, we're not in Dallas anymore. So Whoa. That, that was quick. Thank you. <laughs> what happened there? Well, you know, it's one of those things where it just – the station in Dallas was Did in I trouble. Did I miss that? I mean – Well, we just – it's not like we made a big announcement. We have, we've mentioned it, you know, a couple of times. Just we'll about, fire our facts checker. About a, no, this is literally <laughs> this week or the, yeah, about yeah. a week ago. Um, oh, sure. and we took over on a station that was had been in trouble for a long time. Yeah. And it was kind of a – Played as you know, well, let's just take these guys and put them on there, and we'll do something. And they found that they were still having trouble with the whole station. So okay. basically, they flipped the format. I think it's a top forty station yeah. or something like that. And uh, so we, you know, it's it, it it's one of those things where you don't. I don't really think about stuff like that. I don't. You know, right. yeah. I, I found out a long time ago that you don't want to be on the roller coaster ride because you you get ratings all the time. Yeah. Uh, used yeah. to only know like used to get partials once a month and then a book every three months. That's changed now because you're being rated every week now. Whoa. But I learned Jeez. a long time ago to just just keep an even keel. Oh, yeah. You know, just if, do if what the, you if, do. Yeah, if the if the ratings are through the roof, you know, stay the same. And if you're you go through periods of trouble, um, 
no matter who you are. Right. And you just you can't let that bother you. You just got to keep you know kind of an even keel because people will treat you differently. People around you are going to change in how they deal with you. Salespeople, sometimes Which is more successful you get, or did, yeah. both, both ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 walked the same halls. Um, on top of the world and <clears throat> not doing so well. Right. And you notice that the people around you change. Yes. And you, if you get on that roller coaster ride, you drive yourself crazy. Yeah. You just have to feel good about what you're doing. Right. And, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes you don't feel good about what you're yeah. doing and you have to fix that. But yeah. those are important things. But uh, Try to know, remain you, yourself. I mean, well, that's yeah, I mean this, you know, the sun's going to rise tomorrow right. no matter what. I mean, there was a period in the early 2000s where, I, I, <laughs> I mean, things were just going crazy. I yeah. mean, I, we, were just, we were just knocking down everything. We, yeah. we, were, we were on the heels of talk AM radio and, and all this. And people yeah. were just throwing money at me every time I turned around a corner and said, hey, we got some extra money over here. Would you like it? Here. You know? <laughs> eh, and, and, and I sure. thought, no, this is just going to last forever. I don't want to yeah. compromise my integrity. No. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it again? <laughs> and I, I, it, didn't make, it didn't go to my head, but it, yeah. it, it, um, I thought, well, this is, you know, that we've, we've gotten to this level. You've it's always it. going to yeah. be like this. And, yeah. You know? And then what started happening is... We got thrown off the air and brought back. And then the there air was a backwards audio yeah. tape. <laughs> but beyond yeah. that, now the whole industry itself yeah. doesn't make the money that it used to make. So I remember it, that you know, morning too. If, well, which one? The, <laughs> the, the, fir- the, the very first, first one, one yeah. where you know. I remember it too. Yeah, I missed it. The tape getting played because that was early. Um, there was no podcasting that I never got right. to hear. Right. Yeah. Mm. We should, although there are people who tape, but there we should probably archives. explain. Yeah. What explain. Happened. Go ahead. Explain what. Uh, well, yeah. I was, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You want me to explain? Well, it's your story. Sure. Well, well, You're the best person. We'll to set it up. Right. This is the first time you guys got uh, thrown off the thrown air. off the air. Thrown by, off the air. Twice. This is by Clear Channel. This is yes. Clear Channel. And th- this was on Peachtree Street. You were this there. This was at ninety six Rock. We were. This was uh, two thousand three. Whenever the Janet Jackson thing happened, right? Uh, the nipple. So I think that's two thousand three. Nipple, isn't it? Nipplegate. Or two thousand four. No, two thousand. It was January two thousand. Yeah, what, what, oh, four, whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, for some reason, when Janet Jackson did that, yeah. She went on to host Saturday Night Live. Right. Justin Timberlake blew up, but for some reason, radio had to pay yeah, the yeah. price you for it. Price. Yeah. And Congress started having all of these. Uh, I never quite understood that, you know. Yeah. And Congress had all these things, and the guy who the guy who was the president of Clear Channel still is John Hogan. Yeah. He had just ascended to the presidency of Ch- Clear Channel, but when we got here, he worked in this building here, so we knew him. He was down the hall from us. Yeah. So uh, he had to go speak before Congress. Yeah. And. And we were in so tight that after he was done speaking with them, he called me and Larry on a conference call and huh. spoke to us about it. And, and I said to him then, you know, if you guys don't want to do this kind of stuff anymore, just let us know. But get out of the business. But don't throw me under the bus because he was right. throwing some, you know, guy Bubba the love sponge yeah, under the yeah. bus in yeah. front of Congress. And I just thought, don't put me in that situation. If you don't want to yeah. do it, don't do it. And he said, it's fine. So the FCC thing was getting out of control back yeah. then. I don't know if you remember. No, I do. And, yeah. and, and we thought. You know, it'd be a good idea. What what if we took a porn star and had her speak, just say the worst things in the world, and then play it backward, right? And tell people that it's being played backward, and tell them what software program they can go get to record it, record right, it, and reverse it, and, and whatever, and sort of challenge the FCC. And the idea wasn't to slip it under the rug. The idea was tell the FCC, right? We're playing. You know, really bad language over the air, but it's being yeah. played backward. And you know, we we were heady at the time. Because, you know, <laughs> so, so we had the lady in, and she was doing it, and 
at the same time, it's just one of these situations. They were changing out a board in the other room. They yeah. were changing some of the uh, – right. the, the, uh, putting in a new production something. And, no, and nobody thought at the time. The button that yeah. used to be this on Tuesday <laughs> or whatever day, the next day right, right. was something else. <laughs> and so the guy who uh, switched my reverse uh, button, all yeah. the buttons were put where they're supposed to be. And we had done you know, interviews after the show while the music was playing. We'd done this plenty of times. Yeah. We used this – you know, utilized this technology before. So the porn star comes in and she is just saying – the worst stuff that she's going to do to us. I mean, it was, <laughs> and you, you heard was, this, right? I did cringy. hear this because, um, yeah, I did hear this. So it ended that up morning, going, it ended up going out over the commercial. Yeah, my understanding, I never listened to it. My understanding is uh, the first commercial was pretty loud. And you just kind of heard stuff going on, and then it went into a real soft commercial. And for the last thirty seconds, was uh, pretty was, nasty. Was, stuff. was really big. So I, you know, we ended up being thrown off the air because right. it, it was porn. It was pretty horrific stuff, and it it's went just, out yeah. straight. I remember, I remember hearing it, and I remember it was kind of confusing. It wasn't really as like easy to figure out as you know. <laughs> right. It might sound it wasn't like that clear. Right? It wasn't that clear of what was going on. Well, it was there like, were commercials playing at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I also remember. Then my first thought was like, I, when I heard you guys were kicked off. It, and all that stuff, it, it all happened so fast. It seemed like, I mean, you guys were like immediately off the air. Yeah. Um, they that's ran reruns for like. like three weeks. Yeah. And right. They, they did an in-house investigation. Right. And uh, I just remember thinking like, I don't know. I wasn't so sure that it was an accident for a while. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know. I think they were trying to push the boundaries again because you guys were good at like pushing things and pushing the right. limits and testing it. There weren't well, a, and you guys were pretty pissed off at the time, I think. Yeah, well, we were. You weren't happy with Clear Channel. And you weren't, right. We weren't, uh, yeah, we, were, we weren't happy with all of that stuff. Like I right. said, you know, Janet Jackson, who right. is not in radio, starts this whole thing right. off, and right. then it, it comes down on us. I mean, right. I, I thought that what Janet Jackson went too far yeah. <laughs> during the Super Bowl, too. I didn't yeah. think that was the stage for it. I didn't, what you know, what so do you think would have happened uh, before the Janet Jackson thing, if that happened? Uh, I think we would have thrown off. Uh, well, I mean, it was a big deal. I mean, let's face it. You, That's there was pretty no hard getting around it, it was, yeah. she was saying some pretty rough stuff i you know definitely <laughs> you can we, say anything here because we have no <laughs> well i tend to not i mean i tend to no. not um Person. swear all that much when i'm yeah. taught i mean i do in real right. life i guess yeah. like anybody else but it's, you know it's kind of a crutch sometimes yeah. you know yeah. if you know um that you can sometimes yeah. it's appropriate and yeah. you know sometimes it's well, he's used to it censoring himself because he's a teacher so yeah right exactly yeah. so you know it's and yeah i think that makes you work a little bit harder yeah. if right. you can you're forced to be a little more clever if you yeah, can't yeah. always go for the f bomb. Or then, of course, if you're whatever. from New Jersey, like I am, it just you know it just it's flows natural. Just comes out anyway. <laughs> and sometimes, though, it's great. I mean, if you go to like uh, Eddie Murphy's first HBO special, I mean, it's you know, it's fuck, fuck, fuck. You know, but yeah, yeah. It, it works. You can't imagine it not being, not being there. Right. Exactly. And, and it yeah, is yeah. funny, and it does make you laugh. The, so the craziest thing to me, the craziest thing to me about the Janet Jackson thing versus what you guys did is, again, it really comes down to. Janet Jackson was doing something that you expect everybody can watch. Kids, right. adults, whatever, this and that. Your radio show, you shouldn't be listening to that if you've got kids in the car. Yeah. I mean, in general, well, you're yeah. talking about things. You're, you know, It's always been racy. So granted, that was a big yeah. mistake and whatever. But to... Well, some people, yeah. the people who oppose that say that, well, kids are going to hear it because it's on the radio and everything. Right, right. And that's true. Turn the but, channel. You know, I, used to, I used to listen to Cheech and Chong right. albums. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah, I mean, and you didn't just, grow up to be a Hispanic pothead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not Hispanic, that's right? for sure. Right? He's definitely not Hispanic. <laughs> I'm not Hispanic. <laughs> you came out fine. <laughs> <laughs> I came out fine, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, I was t- it's funny with the stuff that is funny to you when you're 
a kid. You know, I was talking about yeah. I came up the other day in a meeting or whatever. I remember we, we used to get those Cheech and Chong albums. This is like seventy four. I'm forty five years yeah. old. So seventy four out. You know, with yeah, the yeah. Well, that was that one. And all of them. You know, the and wedding album. Seventy four. I was ten. Yeah, and it was like such a big deal. And I remember. The, I don't know if you remember this bit that they had where it was a substitute teacher. Sister Mary yeah, Elephant. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't and know so that she would, yeah. she would come class. in. The whole joke <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. was that she would have this calm, like, class, yeah. class, and the class is really loud. And the whole joke is that she works up to, shut up, right. and then the class stops. And it, restu- it rebuilds. It, it happens like four or five times, as I recall. <laughs> right. And I remember just thinking, this is the funniest <laughs> goddamn thing. I, I mean, I would just howl. Yeah, and I yeah. look at it now and go, that was pretty cheap stuff. Yeah, it was, it was it was there wasn't joke. anything. It was like, this I, was I, I, this must have been an easy audience yeah. as yeah. a kid, you know? No kidding. Yeah, it happens with those old movies sometimes, too. You you have these movies that you watch when you were a kid and you thought it was hilarious, and then you see it. Obviously, there's the classics that last, but right. some of them you see and you're like, God, this is not funny. I laughed at this? Yeah. You know, this is just not funny. The computer that wore tennis shoes? There's nothing <laughs> right. funny about this. But I'll tell you what, I can watch Boomerang all day long. <laughs> you know, the Bugs Bunny stuff. And the, and the, oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, oh, like, so you're in the, the Looney original, Tunes Yeah, the, uh, the original stuff. Looney Tunes stuff. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, you know, back then, I mm-hmm. thought it was hysterical. And it was. Uh, maybe and today, I is. think it's hysterical, maybe for different reasons, because you catch right. all There's those like that little things. stuff that it, comes with I it. I there's guess. the adult innuendo stuff right. that you didn't catch when you were a kid. Like, uh, I can't think of anything at the moment, but there's always stuff. <laughs> On the Bugs Bunny cartoon? Yeah. Right. yeah. I like when they dig up the ones that are, like, racist and stuff. Yeah, I know. Where did this come from? It's burning in the kitchen. What was the audience for that? I know. <laughs> a few theaters in right. Alabama or something. I mean, right. were people watching it. I was, I was. It's it's funny because I, I, this is a whole different digression. But I was talking a buddy of mine who works over at TCM Turner Classics. I yeah. had lunch with him yesterday, and we were talking about you know like Gone with the Wind, you know, and and how I would like to see. I want to know how the actors were treated. You know, there's a lot yeah. of social stuff around Gone with the Wind. Uh-huh. And my question is like, you know, the the black actors were they right. treated as just you know, you're an actor, I'm an actor. And Hollywood was certainly more liberal, more liberal than the rest of the country then, probably, just as it is now. Yeah. But uh, what was the release date of that movie? 1939. The greatest, yeah. the greatest yeah. year for movies ever. Right, because that was Wizard of Oz, too, right? Wizard of Oz, Gone yeah. with the Wind, um, uh, 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 Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, okay. and a whole bunch of others came out uh, that, that year. Right. But Hattie McDaniel, yeah. who won the Academy Awards, my buddy was telling me this just yesterday, she won the award, so she accepted the award, but she had to sit in the back. She wasn't allowed no to way. sit with the cast in the front. And this is Hollywood. Yeah. This is, I mean, so she won, I, yeah. I don't know how I got off in that whole digression. Well, it's, it's interesting. This you know? is the way it, it goes is. out here, believe me. Good. We I'm, never find our way back, unfortunately. <laughs> That's the we way gonna, I like We were going to ask advice to you to how, to how to be able to do that. I guess <laughs> when you have, Well, I guess when you have <laughs> bits and commercial breaks and everything, it's easy to just kind of... Yeah, it's forced. You know you've got to shut up point. and sell yeah. some merchandise. Exactly. You know what? Speaking of which, kind of rambling into different directions... It's, I've been known to have a problem rambling. <laughs> but I'm a teacher. Yes. And my job is behavior modification. And now my job yeah. is to look at myself. Because now that we're on radio, I'm sure when you started on radio, you found things that you were doing. You're like, oh, my God, why do I say that or do that oh, or absolutely. something? You know. Yeah. So there's times and I'm trying to – I want to fix it. Right. I don't want to have those points. You can't take it away entirely. You know, some things but you, you just do it. It's like an athlete. So I'm, I'm, I, we don't have sound effects and all things like that. So I'm, I'm doing something here that people can't see. But I did a little, a couple little sketches of, um, of a bull. 
<laughs> here. This is, this is what the surprise that you're. I want to. I want to be- modify my behavior. So I'm giving these to Ira. Okay. He's got two opportunities. Oh, nice. To show me that I'm just starting to bullshit. And oh, it's just rambling good. on too long. And it says stop. It's and it says stop. Sign stop. I only have two opportunities. Well, listen. I you know. Can I use number one again? If I go beyond two, like if I do a third one. <laughs> Or I kind of ramble on and I don't get my question out the right way or in time, then you know I gotta I owe you something I owe you a six pack or something like that. But if I can stay within, then I'm fix it. You don't owe me anything. Don't worry about it. It's very well, good. I like it. And and here's the goal though. First, I get the two opportunities to screw up, and you know, and I haven't really messed up. And then later on, we have to break it down. Well, okay, now you've got the two under control. We take the one. Now you yeah. only have one shot. So. Slowly work toward it. Yes, this I is, think it's great. I'm trying to fix myself. I don't usually have trouble with rambling, but sometimes I'll have a trouble. Uh, yesterday's show, it, I don't know that it showed up or people notice it, but just every once in a while, it's funny because it, our show is completely improvised. I mean, yeah. we, we, we right. don't we do very few meetings. We do. I know what's going to come on. I, right. I know who the people are going to be. I am. Well, it's I have that to, way too. I thank you. I think I do. I'm not so natural. sure he was complimenting you. Know, I have to take care either. of the news talk, so I know the yeah. stories. I have right. to present. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff and and. Yeah, your so I, prepared. But sometimes mm. you'll show up really tired and think, "Oh, this is going to be awful," and things work out great. And other right. times, show up, you know, ready to go, and the brain just isn't there. And yesterday, right. there was like three times during the show, I could not find that word, you know, <laughs> one word <laughs> exactly. that I needed. At one point, I was trying to say, "Well, my pet peeve," and I was, "Well, you know, the thing that I, you know, that I'll tell you what, the thing that I, <laughs> that really, man, I'll tell you what I'm, thing. what I'm zeroing in on." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. I wasn't even right. close enough to get to what gets me. You, know? you right. needed angry it, it, kid it, it, at that time. You needed came, angry guy yeah, to come came, in. Exactly. <laughs> it came as you know. That's what I, the thing I zero in on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just? <laughs> well, we've we've said that countless times. The more almost the more prepared we come, we come with all yeah. these questions and everything. We never when get I don't through our notes. use the questions, the shows almost end up being yeah. better because yeah. it just flowed. Well, that's you what I always do. I always feel like you want to have way more material than you need. And if yeah. you know this is the way my brain works, if you know that you have material to go to, if things are, get troublesome, then it doesn't happen. But right. if you walk in thin, you're damn sure going to have you're one of those days where air, people yeah, don't have something to say. Yeah. I have at least 30 stories every day for the news job. Right. And some days we get to five and sometimes we get to 15 and yeah. usually somewhere in between. But um, if I walk in with eight, yeah. I know I'm going to need 15, and I'm going to be screwed. Right. So it's and just you a usually get level. to them even before you get to the news. Right. You know, right. you start talking about the, the biggest stuff of the Stories. day. Stories, exactly. Then you, you start right. you start. Right. Well, I mentioned this earlier, but exactly, this is happening. Well, there's good ramble and bad ramble, too. You mm-hmm. know, My problem tends to be in asking questions, feeling the need to back up the information before the question is asked so that the question is validated more. Well, right. see, that's but I don't need sometimes. to do it. That's well. That's what I was just saying is right. the problem. All right, you two, don't argue now. Well, so, I was just saying I that my problem seems to be, and so I'm saying that that's the part that you I know. Need to I used to deal fix. with that a lot too, and and sometimes with interviewing, I'm not a huge fan of interviewing. Uh, I used to like right. it a lot, and I like it less and less over time. I don't know why, and so I'm con- I'm conscious of of how I'm interviewing and, and quite often I find if I really look at it is I'm trying to impress the other person and a good interview 
is never Doesn't. it never goes down that way because yeah, the other yeah. person, if they're semi successful or they're they're really famous or they're a little bit famous or whatever, they're just not really going to think about you. I mean, they're going to come yeah, in right. and they may be good at what they're doing and they may give you their time, but ten seconds out the door, you're not going to have impressed them. They're not going to call right. you back and say, "Wow, your point of view on that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I did. True. It's just not going to happen. True, and right. so, what the best thing to do is just ask the questions yeah. and don't worry about whether or yeah. not they like you. And I right. think that's the thing True. for me. When I get in trouble is when I'm trying to make that person like me. And yeah. I've learned yeah. a little bit. Hopefully, I've that was gonna, that was going to be one of my questions I had prepared. Was, was uh, one of my questions was going to be, you know, do I like you? you? No, no, not, <laughs> not that one. But uh, you know, can you think of? The, I was going to give you, a, you know, who was the guy that freaked you out the most that was coming in? You know, well, you know, I mean, you know, it's a weird thing because. It's not like because somebody is so super famous. That doesn't really affect me. But sometimes you'll come across somebody who had, who you really like a really lot. Really respect. Yeah, you know? And that's, I mean, we had, uh, I think that it went well because everybody just acknowledged the fact that I was beaming. Um, but we had uh, a comedian named Larry Miller in. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Last Larry's year great. or sometime, whatever. Yeah. And he's, it's not, I don't have posters of him on my wall. I don't go out and <laughs> no. buy his, yeah. if he has comedy CDs. I don't even really go make sure I see a movie if he's in it. It's just that I really, really have liked right. some of his work. Yeah. And so that was a big deal for me. I didn't yeah. see it coming. Um, when we were in L.A., they might be giants were on, oh. and I think I fumbled all over really? around that. I don't think you know Larry really wasn't into him. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if the audience was into him. But at the time, I was really and you're acting, really. I mean, you're definitely him. not acting yourself. Or I, I just I think that I wasn't. I'll tell you what it is. I wasn't thinking about the audience. I was thinking about myself, right. and that's what it all comes yeah. down yeah. to. Like a, you know, we were talking before we were actually on. On, on the air, whatever you call a podcast, on the podcast, on the pod. Yeah, we, we, you know. I don't know if we're going to be able to reference that stuff now because it might be later <laughs> or earlier. So yeah, I don't know. Somewhere in there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all of this uh, stuff. I can't remember where I was going with it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Um, you're, oh, you're yeah. Big oh, guy. We were talking yeah. about earlier that you when no matter what it is, your presentation has to, whether you're a band. you got to think about it. Right. you got to think about who's yeah. listening. And yeah. you, your job is to present. Right. To the listener, and it's not, it's not supposed to be about you. It's right. supposed to be about this thing that you present to the listener. And so that's when I know that I'm getting in trouble. It's right. when I'm just asking questions to satisfy right. myself, never thinking about the fact that, like, they might be giants. Maybe my, my audience wasn't familiar with right. them, really didn't have the experience I yeah. had with them. And so it comes across a little bit like the, the Chris Farley sketch from Saturday Night Live where he – the he film kinda, thing where he's yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> remember that time you that, were remember that time and then nobody knows what he's <laughs> talking about yeah. and then on the flip side of that you know well, I mean it hasn't happened that much with us but I'm assuming with you where we've had all the biggies it's uh, Shatner was just on a couple I know weeks ago. was he that, oh, that man. was hilarious that, yeah no that was great well he was hilarious well, Larry tried to kiss him or something yeah, yeah. And, but it was a funny thing because he was coming in for Dragon Con yeah. and you know with these guys I mean Shatner oh. I don't know how old he is yeah. 67 60, I don't yeah. know oh, I bet he's and you know he's getting paid obviously right. got a whole boatload of money to yeah. fly in and, and go and give autographs and, and do this sort of thing and well, so it's kind of a half-assed kind of thing you know that going in and he's got to go do radio yeah. and you know if he doesn't come on our show his his career isn't going to change one whit yeah. if he doesn't wake up early and come in and do our show. But by signing the contract to do Dragon right. Con, you got to do so many things shows. That you do. And it's part yeah. of the thing. And what was funny watching him is he came in and we really started to get along. But he, you could see that he had this thing inside of him that every time he started to get really comfortable, 
and relaxed and go with the himself. flow, it, it was almost like this thing, you know, they're not Conan. Bill. Right. <laughs> and he would just sort of, I'm a Dragon Con this week. <laughs> yeah, right. We're talking about the craziest things. Yeah, yeah. Like, and by the way, I'm a Dragon Con. And, and the yeah. vibe would suddenly change to, yeah, hey, yeah. guys, we're not buddies. Yeah. I'm here because I have to right. be. And, uh, you that's know, funny. back off. Don't pull me in too deep. Well, and that's Shatner, a protective I measure, I, could... I guess. Don't ask me why I remember this, but when I was... You know, thinking about that question when you were going to come in here. Do you remember when Rip Taylor was on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was another Dragon Con. It, 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 right, yeah, that was another was one for, my for Dragon Con you know, years for, ago. For some reason, he was. Why would he be at Dragon Con? That's what I'm saying. Why right. was he in for Dragon Con? Would you know? Uh, I, I think that they go for it's not just they go for just personalities in general. I think really? the, the same the same Dragon Con the Happy Days cast. Was there like three or four <laughs> members from Happy Days? They, they they don't just they bring in sort of uh, hey Potsy's uh, here. <laughs> Potsy was there. He was on the show, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, I think I remember that. It looked too. like it was a hundred. It was amazing. Really? Yeah, it's good guy. They were good guys, but I think they bring in people now who are just sort of right. cultural TV icons as well. I remember, yeah, the Rip Taylor show was hysterical for some reason. Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. And I remember you specifically that were, like, on the floor the whole time. Uh, you were dying laughing. I mean, it was Rip Taylor. And I, mean, was- <laughs> I think I was laughing my ass off because you were, you know. <laughs> His breath was horrible, by the way. I can still uh, smell it. I mean, is he, uh, is he still Rip- alive? Did he die? I don't know. He was uh, really old. This was I four years ago. Alive. He was in that jackass. He was he, in uh, one of the jackass movies. Yeah, I yeah. think he's still alive. He was really old. He was really funny, but right. somebody man, just had that breath yeah. like something died inside. Oh God! <laughs> was, when you were coming in, I was thinking of just past shows that I just for some reason would, would remember, and that one came into my brain. I don't you know, know why. it's funny because it's, it always surprises me that people yeah. remember because I don't. For the most part, it's a very disposable. Medium yeah. radio. It's not like yeah. like Robin Williams can do one stand up show that's the HBO special, and you can still go to Blockbuster and get it today, and it lives forever. Yeah. We, we in radio now with podcasting, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but for most part, throughout, I got used to the fact that you could have the best show in the world, and then you got to come back the next day, and it's yeah. all reset yeah. and start over. It's a very what have you done for me lately? And people, and that's how I trained myself on it. Is you just have to reignite every single day. People kind of don't like reruns on radio. I know, yeah. like I'm always like, I don't. Vacation or uh, and this and that. Yeah. I don't. You want don't, the new stuff? Yeah, I don't. I don't even like. I, I shouldn't say this. We don't make them anymore. And in this age, you, why would you make a CD? Um, but I never liked. I don't like radio CDs. I don't. Right. I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to say. I probably shouldn't say this. But I don't like our CDs. <laughs> Go buy <I> like, ugly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not out there anymore. And people love it though. There yeah. are people who are really yeah. into those CDs. But I would listen to them. And to me, there's something about radio. Maybe it's the danger of being live. You don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And once it's pressed down on the CD, you know it, it's, yeah. it, it loses that urgency, that element of being live. And but then it becomes, that's part of the whole thing. It becomes like the thing for, you know, I don't know if you were like this, but, you know, so many of our friends, when you were a young guy, you're into finding those funny things and repeating, and repeating and them over it, and over. Right, right, so yeah. it becomes like that for a lot of your doing, audience. Doing probably. lines from Goodfellas. You know, it's a, we consider it the same way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And comedy is a su- yeah. surprise, right? Not to become one of those douchebags who <laughs> deconstruct comedy. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, the whole idea is you think you're going one way and you get kind of surprised. Yeah. And there's a, whoa, where'd that come from? And that's it's the gossamer. punchline. And, it's like Gossamer, yeah. Eric. You can't deconstruct exactly. Gossamer. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so I never understood. Like, nice like, one. Uh, you, you saved me a, uh, a coupon here. <laughs> You got right to the gossip. Right. That Wait, those are only for ramblings. Those are not for bad I, jokes. I know. I bad I'm jokes, like, I need to give I you like a deck. I can't wait to use my coupons. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you brought up podcasting for a second. And that's one, Right before you got here, we were talking about podcasting in general and podcasting your show uh, mm-hmm. specifically. I mean, it's 
It's interesting. It is interesting to me that Cumulus sponsors the podcast, right? right. But there's a guy like I don't me. Know, you tell me. You tell me what the experience is because it's not like I go home and download them and listen to the show. I know. So you well, should, it's actually you'll. This will be uh, <laughs> eye opening to me because right. I don't know. I don't really know what that presentation well, is like. The good news is, is I listen to your pretty much your entire show right. during the day, and it's because of the podcast, and I can listen to them in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I listen in the morning a little bit, but I always got shit going on. Right, you got you life. Know, I, I can't. I can't do everything. But he's a very important. Person. I can tell. I, I wonder how many people are out there like me that just podcast your show because they can't listen in the morning. And obviously, there's no commercials, yeah. right. which means I, I don't know. I just wonder if you had any input on what they're thinking, what Cumulus is thinking about. Well, I think that they want look right. You're trying to monetize everything, yeah. And podcasting is like everything else. I mean, we've talked to Adam Carolla about this before. Yeah. That you know, it's how do you how do you monetize this thing? No, uh, there's a well, guy. There's a guy happen. named Leo Laporte. He monetizes yeah. his, and Who he's better. Adam. He's better than anybody else at right. it. And I've been a fan of his for a long time. Yeah. And 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 you know, for a while he had American Express, and you know, he he just has really big, big. You know, he's figured Sponsor. out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's his whole life. Uh, so yeah. I think Cumulus is in the same – if this is the question you're asking, I think that Cumulus is in the same situation that you are and Adam is and, and uh, everybody is trying to figure out how to monetize this thing. Right. Um, and I don't know that anybody has really come up with a, okay. a good but aren't answer. They af- but aren't they afraid of kind of you know getting people off the radio – Onto the podcast, not and listening in the morning. Not listening in the morning. Mm, I don't think so I mean, because that, my feeling is now you. Let's say that you, you. How far is your commute in the morning? Fifteen minutes. Okay, so you're right at work and and and, and everything. But yeah. I think that people will still listen to the show. You know, while they're going to work or whatever, yeah. the podcast is there to give them a fuller experience at yeah. this point. There may be some point in the future where it begins to rival that. Also, yeah. there's a new rating system now. Um, it's called PPM. Uh, we don't, we're not rated by books the way that we used to be. I mean, they're still lumped together in different ways. But people now have, uh, if you're a Nil, not Nielsen, Arbitron, yeah. you, you used to get like a diary to fill out. But now you get this thing that looks like a beeper and you carry it with you everywhere you go. Huh. And it actually picks up the frequency. It does? Wow. Yeah, if you're walking through a mall, yeah. it doesn't at 7 o'clock in the morning, that thing doesn't care that the regular guys are your favorite show. It's right. going to pick up whatever frequency is uh. coming out of you know, Starbucks, or well, I guess they yeah. play their own thing. But you know, if yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, some whatever. mall music, you know, type. If you're a dentist, it's going to pick yeah. up light AC because yeah. that's what it's hearing. And you know, so I think don't. I, I'm pretty sure that we in, do embed something in the podcast so that if if okay. somebody is listening to the podcast, that that ping does get recognized. The thing, I, the my thing about it is just that for you guys, I don't think it's a problem. To, they're listening. It doesn't matter really when they're listening. You don't care if Ira's listening on his way in or if he's listening in the afternoon. He's right, listening right. to you guys and he's a fan. It's up to the suits it's, to figure out how to sell. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. the thing. I, I'm almost surprised that you know the radio station allows it to be well, done. Well, I think that I they can't. Know. I think they're smart enough to know that you can't. You know, you can't stand it. in the ocean and tell the right. waves to go back. I mean, that's where yeah. we're going. I mean, we can't be the only station out there that doesn't have podcasts. Right. And know. and you know, there's ways. I mean, there's there's. Uh, if I were them, you know, I would create an app for the iPhone. I create an app for Android. Yeah. We're on. Uh, you can you can buy apps for the iPhone and what's one's called Wonder Radio or something yeah, yeah, like that. I think yeah. it's like nine ninety nine or mm-hmm. something like that. And we you can get us through that. But right. but I on my you know you NPR has their own app. Yeah. You know, and I feel yeah. like uh, I think Clear Channel has their own app now, and I, that's the way that I would go. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want somebody buying giving money to somebody else. To pick up my yeah. station, I want. I would want to go with the app. Okay. It's so 
if I was to give them advice, which I don't, <laughs> you, know, you got to just they don't ask you for your advice. They do sometimes, but I mean, then I don't. They've never actually used it, but they do, right. they're nice enough to ask. You know? <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I would try if I was in their situation. I would just get on every platform because definitely nobody knows which what's one gonna, is going to nobody win knows out. anybody yeah. who te- walks around right. trying to tell you, you know, what the future of yeah. radio or what the future of newspapers yeah. or any of these sort of right. media. They they're just they're talking out their ass. They right. don't know. Nobody knows right. because we're in the middle of something that is mutating. I mean, people see it as crashing. I don't see it as crashing. It's mutating, and and it's going to end up somewhere. Yeah, it's not going to mutate forever. It's going right. to settle. But uh, I mean, it's it's only a matter of time. I mean, it's got to just be the end. All thing is everybody's going to have a computer in your car or a mm-hmm. computer, right? right. At, and you'll be able to get any media at any time, just whatever anywhere you want. You want. That's right. You know, That's right. and you become. And you become the program director. Right. And that's what's happening so yeah. much. You know, I mean, the regular guys, I mean, the, even radio, we don't just compete with other radio stations anymore. Right. It's, I mean, it's iPods have and Sirius. iPods and, and, yeah. Yeah, all, and just, just the computer yeah. and YouTube. Yeah, and you this, can, yeah. you can if you want to entertain yourself, there. yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of ways to entertain yourself. And yeah. that wasn't true when I was growing up. I right. mean, there, was, there yeah. were entertainment outlets that you went to, and they were rather specific. I mean, do you ever but think like about that. this stuff and... Have it get to you, you know, no, like what's going to happen? Me. I mean, you just, you just do I'm your thing. Take it day by day. I'm huh? 45 years old. Yeah. And I'm pretty mellow now, and I, 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 I just figure, look, I, I want to be doing some pretty good work, decent yeah. work, and it will either you got to let the chips fall where they may. Right. You know, it's, it's the end of the day. You're looking in the mirror. You don't want to. You don't want to fail because you didn't uh, put in enough effort, or you didn't think about something, or you tried to half-ass it. Right. That's what you want to make sure of. Yeah. But if you really throw yourself into something and you do the best you can, and times change, then you know my feeling is then you just have to. You got to change along with right. it. And and if you do decent work and you're willing to. To work hard, I think you'll do all right. You may not make as much money right. yeah. as you thought you were going to make, and you yeah. may have to do three other things. To yeah. but that's those things are never guaranteed. You know, you. I'm lucky. All I knew is when I was 17 or 18, 19 years old, is I could not go to work at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and take a lunch break at noon yeah. and go home at 4:30 or five. I mean, all I knew was that I could not do that right. for a living, and. I said, "Well, you got to do something. You can't, you know, you can't just be homeless." So I started looking into ways to make a hundred dollars here yeah. or two hundred dollars there. And when I was coming up, you know, in the late '80s, there was the comedy boom, right. and I described myself as the worst comedian of the Roaring '80s. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the Roaring '80s <laughs> that might be a bit of a, an understatement, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but they needed bodies. At least you got you know? a you got a moniker. I yeah, mean, you they, know, exactly. Something. I'm known. You know, right. yeah. it's like the Rolling Stone, world's greatest rock and roll band. <laughs> Eric von Hessler, worst comedian <laughs> of the Roaring Eighties. <laughs> but I mean, it allowed they just needed bodies, and so I had yeah. 20 minutes, and so I could either MC or middle. I never headlined, uh, and I was able to make 150 dollars here or 200 dollars there or whatever. And I knew. I, mean, I might have fooled myself into thinking I could become a good comedian into my early 20s. But I, I recognized early on that I, that wasn't going to be where I would end up. But it wasn't in a cubicle. It yeah, wasn't yeah. going to work. Yeah. And so I was cool with that and just always trying to figure out, well, where am I going to land? Where am I going to end up? Yeah. How am I going to use these skills that I think that I have? Yeah. And, you know, so now radio changes and media changes. I think you have to have the same attitude. 
you know, I'm not going to go yeah. back and work at a cubicle. That's right. the only thing I know. That's the right. only definite, you know, right. <laughs> that I know. Everything the else, homeless thing is yeah, still yeah, is that still up in the air. I don't still know. trying to keep out of right. homelessness, right. and everything else is up in the air. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, the good thing is, is that you're successful enough now that no matter what happens to radio, you'll be able to keep doing keep doing something like this. You would think. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's think. true. I've been on the street twice, and people yeah. wouldn't take my calls. You know, yeah. I yeah. thought that uh, because. I mean, I've seen so many people be a part of mediocre radio shows and yeah. get shots by themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a I'm a motorsports fan. You see it all the time where, you know, well, that guy won a couple of races. He's out of a job. Let's put him in our car and see how it goes. Right. That's how I thought. I thought right. people in radio would be like, well, you know, he's won some races. Yeah. Let's put him in our car and see if it <laughs> works can drive. Out. Hello? But, Hello? <laughs> but it didn't work that way yeah. at all. I mean, they saw me as a member of the regular guys, and that's all that they saw me as. Oh, so it yeah. didn't, didn't matter how much I jumped up and down and said, yeah. well, I think I can do politics or, or whatever. Right, right. And, uh, but, it, it, you know. It was a, the reality was people weren't taking my calls. They weren't hmm. opening up their I mean, radio, frequencies for me like to a, see what I could do. I thought I could do some cool radio stuff. Radio like has always just seemed like just the toughest business out yeah. there. Well, yeah. well, I guess TV is probably worse. That's, but. that's a double-edged – I was just going to say that's a yeah. double-edged sword you had too. You know, with the re- being part of the regular guys, it shows that you made a name. You created something that's worthwhile that people are remembering. But at the same time, you can't separate yourself from that. Right. And, that and I used to rebel against that. At times. Oh, it frustrated the hell out of yeah, me for, yeah. for years. But it doesn't anymore. But it did – you know, you – it's funny. You keep maturing in life. You know. You think that when yeah. you get to 35, you go, oh, the stuff I thought when I was 25. Yeah. And, you know. But it keeps happening. And as you get older and older, and, and, and it, at middle, safely ensconced in middle age as I, <laughs> as I am right, right. now, um, things that four or five years ago really, really bothered me like that, those kind of frustrations don't. I, I think of it now like, you know, you should be so lucky. There's an audience out there that wants you to be on this show. Right. You know how many people don't have that? And they... And I'm sitting there pissing all over it all the time right. and talking about how I want to get away from it and, yeah. right. and, and all of that. And so it was a bit of a wake-up call for me. And I, I just, I've relaxed with it. And now... It seems that now way. maybe the industry will change to where that product itself won't right. be available to me in the future. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but, you know, just make it up as we go along and keep on trucking. That's so one day back in the seventies. So what? you think that one day Ira might appreciate being in a band with me? <laughs> well, how old is he? Uh, <laughs> I'm pushing forty. Twenty. Come. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, first with forty. Forty. First, you have to get over the whole middle age crazy thing, which takes right. two years. Uh, then two you years. settle down after the middle age crazy thing goes out, though, and you realize, okay, I'm not young anymore, and that's okay. No, I'm, right. I'm already there. Then, then you can then you can relax and enjoy it. I want to know if you had any just, and this just came up just from you talking before. Um, do you have any material from the, when you were the worst comedian of the Roaring Eighties <laughs> oh. that you still think recordings? Yeah, this was kind of good. No, nothing. No, there were nights. There were nights. I started to. Uh, you don't have any material where you're like, hey, you, you did on. some stand up. Oh, well, I, yeah, I got some Ronald Reagan stuff. I'll knock yeah, your yeah. socks off. <laughs> <laughs> Very timely. It's funny. I get together with old buddies of mine who yeah. were around then and I, there's, there's three or four or five of us that um, still stick together we still get together from time to time and they all remember the material and they, yeah, they, they hit me with it as, right. because it's just so god awful and they they, <laughs> they hit me with it and, I, and it, I remember it for the first time when they do I, yeah. I forget everything you know if you ask me about uh, a <laughs> show like, so like last Wednesday I, I don't know what happened yeah. I'm the worst. I have the worst. I forget. I used to do stuff about. I, I, I could tell you what things were about. Right. Like there, there was some stuff about. Uh, I used to do stuff about cock rings, and <laughs> that they were 
they were gold and how sometimes, you know, how cheap gold turns your ring, your, your finger <laughs> green, green, green or something. Yeah, yeah. That was stuff like that. And it's not bad. I could see that going somewhere. Clever comedy. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the thing, and that's it was, what, it, it was too clever. It was, it was like yeah. I was, I was looking at other comedians, yeah. you know, and I was trying to be like them, and it right. was I was trying to observe things that maybe other people don't observe, but I wasn't taking the time to sort of figure out what my voice. was. Maybe I was. I mean, through working it out, yeah. I found my voice eventually. Yeah. But at the time, I just I wanted to be. Like Leno on Letterman. I mean, yeah. People don't remember that that was the greatest comedy ever when Jay Leno would show up on Letterman back in the in the mid eighties. And I he was remember that. Oh, he was unbelievable. No. Me and my friends knew when he was going to be on. It was like oh, once really? a month, I and we would hard, gather but... together and, really? and 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 watch it because it was so good. And it was all observational. I mean, yeah. Leno yeah. has been a disappointment to me as to many people with the whole Tonight Show run. But he was, and I understand mm. still is, just a great stand-up comedian. I mean, he back if you right. saw Leno in a club in 83 or 84, you know, there were points where he just had to stop talking to allow the crowd's laughter to ebb, you know, really? just to get through. I mean, he was just unbelievable. Wow. And it was all observational humor. humor. And so that's why I would... I was striving for, but I was, I was, I was doing, I was not, it wasn't my voice doing it, you know? So maybe every once in a while I would hit on an interesting thing or two. Cock rings. <laughs> you could just go up there and say, so cock rings, yeah, right? right? I mean, the then, word itself is Well, back true. then, back then, you know, they needed bodies, so you could. I got, I, would be, I get paid like $70 to come open right. up for some guy who would come like, in from Yuck Yuck's in Canada right. or something. Stand, stand up is tough, man. I mean, I see a lot Hell of yeah. great Oof. comedians that. Also, like with bands, you know, their their earlier specials are great, and then I see their newer ones, and I, I yeah. haven't laughed once, you know. Yeah, it's hard to do. Um, Leno never, I don't know if he has now, but back then, Leno wouldn't do a special. Oh, really? Because he realized you lost an hour of material, or 45 minutes yeah. of material, because... Exactly. And then it got to and that weird point. That. It got to that weird point, like with Seinfeld, who I find disappointing as a comic. I love the show, I love his mind, but I find him disappointing as a stand-up comic. Um, you get to the point where people are yelling out... You know, bits, yeah, yeah. bits like well, then now if That's you like know the, the punchline, like, like yeah. songs, like, like yelling right. out "Freebird," right? Yeah. But a right. song is different because I can yeah. really get taken up by the bass line or something and be yeah. taken away, even though I know it's going to be there. But a punchline, if you know yeah. it's coming, I know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, right? Well, no, that's true. that's like the Dice Clay specials too, you know. When, yeah, when they were on back, everybody right. was just yeah, doing the nursery. Doing right. Here he goes, Hickory Dock. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I never, even back then, I never understood why that was. Yeah, I didn't rate You know, yeah, that's just like frat. The reason I stopped doing stand-up I, I was, I, literally, I just looked at it and said, you know, you're never going to be Richard Pryor or yeah. George Carlin or Jay Leno. And, you know, Richard Pryor was the greatest comedian of all time. There was nobody. Yeah. He's first, and the guy who's second is three miles behind him. You know, there was no one like Richard Pryor. And Carlin's pretty good. Carlin is, pr- I think Carlin gross. is second, but right. I still think he's three miles behind him. Yeah. Because Pryor, I mean, if you watch the, the first movie... It has a couple different names called Wanted and the first prior prior, uh, stand-up movie, which is late 70s. It's the one where he's in this this small theater. It's got a red background. Um, It was right after his heart attack. And, you know, when you're a comedian, everything is about three jokes. Your opening joke, your middle joke to keep them with you, and you want to have your closer's got to be the greatest. If you, you watch that Richard, the first Richard Pryor one, 
every single joke is he does could be somebody else's yeah. closing joke. Yeah. I mean, it's that amazing. Yeah. And, it's, and just the way that he would incorporate these characters, not do characters, yeah. but just go into... Uh, I would like little scenes. I yeah, highly bone. recommend it. I, yeah, well, even those. Yeah. But he, there's a thing that he does where he's talking. It had just happened domestically where he got in trouble. He was fighting with his wife, and he took out a gun and was shooting his car. And, and so he shot the tires and he shot the engine. And 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 when he's telling this, I mean, he becomes the tires losing air. You know, and he <laughs> yeah. becomes. And finally, it's like the engine said, "Fuck it." I'm, you know, it's the way he, there's no one else like that. I don't right, think. And so when I realized that I just had no chance yeah. of being that good, why bother? You know, I mean, wow, that's, that's really the way yeah, that felt. That's that's a that's. You're tough on yourself, I think, because well, I mean, he, you know, that would be like me sitting there and have, having said, like, "Well, I'm never going to be Led Zeppelin," you know. Uh, it's a little bit different, though, because bands, I don't know, because bands have genres and whatever. Yeah. I guess comedy does, too. I mean, get her done. I mean, that's a genre, right? Yeah. It's a genre of comedy. <laughs> David Cro- David <laughs> Is it called the get her right. done genre? I, uh, to me, I call it now. I call it critter comedy. Critter comedy. I just think there's so much more to explore as a band, right? I uh-huh. mean, you could decide. I guess, right. yeah. You can... You can I think that it's a little bit different. A comedian is alone. It's a there's nothing like it. It's a it's Definitely. a it's a spotlight. It's a microphone, right. and it's that guy, and he commands the whole stage. And I just think that you have to be great. Yeah. You know, I really do. Right. I, I don't. I I'm not. A, I can't go to stand up shows and sit. Right. I get dizzy. It's weird. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's like a, the light, and I'm, I'm alone in the darkness out here. Just, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the experience at all. I'm done with that. But didn't you do some kind of recently, like within the last within oh, the last they, ten years? Yeah, they um, like about Funny Farm or something. It's funny because it was what? the it was at the Funny Farm back when that existed in Roswell, and they just offered me so much money. I could, oh. I mean, literally. Wow. <laughs> and I live in Roswell, right? That's true. So, right down the street. Tell us. It's yeah, funny please. because it was the first time I never hadn't done stand up comedy in probably ten years. At the time. Yeah. And they just offered me all kinds of crazy money. I mean, did and they know you had been a comedian? Or yeah, they, they knew, okay. and they knew that yeah. I didn't want to. And but the thing is, if I'm going to talk all week on the air about being at this comedy club, it's very effective for the comedy club. Sure, it so is. it's worth their money. Definitely. They weren't paying me all this money because they thought I was a comedic genius. They were paying me all this money because people would come You're out on the air and, and, and see it. And so, but it was funny because it was. Something like two weeks after September 11th, back in 2000. Oh, Jesus. no. And I thought, wow, this is just great. I haven't done this in 10 years. <laughs> oh, and I, At a time when basically the official line is, we don't laugh in this country anymore. Right. Exactly. Now i got to go back out. And, oh, my and, God. And, and Letter, I, and Letterman's I, not even on the air. Yeah, and they want yeah. me to go, you know. And I, and, yeah. I, and I used that, and, and it went well, actually, in the very beginning. Because I was, yeah. I was into it. Yeah. And it was a great experience because it's, it's a different experience when people come to see you. Than if you're one of three people who show up and they don't really know who you are, yeah. it's a yeah. totally different experience. And I enjoyed you're not that. To win them over. But then yeah. I made the mistake of trying to have new material every week, and it just became a, a pain in the ass. And so, literally, it got to the point. So where you're doing it weekly. I was doing it weekly for a while. Oh. Um, like how Friday much? How much material each week? Like 15 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's and the first still... two went really well, and then yeah. I get to the third one, and I'm like, "That's all got to be new," which it didn't. It didn't. Right. This is yeah. in my head. I had to be because we were doing news jobs all week. I thought, I'll just "Hey, you pull got this. good work ethic, you know?" Just go. exactly. Yeah, even you're if, not lazy. Even right. if the audience has to pay for that, I have good uh, <laughs> a good work ethic. But it got to the point. I, I'll admit this here. <laughs> it got to the point where I was just doing it for. I kept doing it for like about four or five months. Yeah. And they were paying me five hundred dollars to do 15 minutes and so i i would leave my home in roswell which was not far from the funny just not too far at all take me about so there were times where i would leave my home at 7 
8.40. Even though the show started at 8.30. So I would leave my home at like 8.05. I would get there. Yeah. I would walk through the kitchen, whatever. Meet the comedians. Get the, you know, who's whatever. Because I didn't have to stay to MC the whole show. I just had to do oh. my thing and then oh. I would bring on the MC. Oh. So I would get there. So I would uh, go on. I would do my thing. It got to the point. It devolved in the end to throwing out t-shirts and making a few jokes. <laughs> <laughs> walk off stage, bring the MC on, walk off stage, <laughs> go to the back. The club owner would put $500 in cash in my hands. Yeah, yeah. I would walk out the uh, the kitchen, yeah. out the parking lot, get in my car, drive home. And there was one time that I, I was home by 845. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> So, That's so awesome. You but, you know, it helped him. He got a, he got and a I didn't room. feel bad about it. Really. I did, but I, just, yeah. I kept doing it for a few more months. Wow. I was taken home. Nice. I, mean, I would just throw it in my drawer. I was just like, oh, yeah. there's $500 on it. These were the salad days. Does it ever... Uh, <laughs> we just talked about the salad days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Does it uh, Does it get to you when... Well, not get to you. I mean, but does it bother you when the comedians come on the show and they're just doing their act the whole time oh, instead God. of just hanging out? Yeah, we used you to know, have a rule please. that we wouldn't have Tell guys that like hates. that on. Yeah, right. we used to have a rule when, when we would... And, and I think it's well. There's only two owners now, club owners that bring people in. Uh, punchline and Jamie Bendel oh. and and Marshall. Jamie yeah, yeah. at the punchline and, and Marshall, who's now with the Laughing Skull, used to be at Funny Farm, and they know us. And I think they kind of prepare the comics a little better. Like these and guys say, want you to talk. Right. They want. You're and there's a way. Bit. There's a, there's nothing wrong if something takes you to a joke. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but the, if you come in and you just try to shoehorn the things, right. it doesn't bother me as much that. as yeah. it used to because now I look at it like, well, at least the person's prepared. They're trying to do something. True. What I really can't stand is when a comedian comes in and, they bring nothing, and they're just not, not into funny. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, just not into it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I mean, it just, they, just they don't want to be there. there yeah. and right. They don't want to play and they don't. And, and to me, that's pissing on my product. Right. If you don't want to come in here and be a professional, just don't, don't come, come in. in. Right. But you have to show respect. Wherever you go, you have yeah. to you have to assume that the people that you're talking to have something going on. And I understand that they go through. I mean, believe me, come on, most morning shows are just horrific, and these guys have to deal with it. But you have to keep an open mind yeah. that every once in a while you're going to walk into a room where people are halfway intelligent, yeah, and 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 that you can have a good show with if you if you make the effort. So that's the only thing that bothers me is yeah. when they don't want to play. The, the right. comedian that doesn't want to play. You know, that's the. Well, you had a uh, uh, Whitney Cummings was on yesterday. Did you like that or not? Yeah, I no, I thought her. she was pretty good. I, I liked her. I, yeah, I, there was some debate. Well, she impressed so. me more than I thought I'd be impressed. Right? Yeah, no, I, I thought it went really well. It was funny. I was laughing a lot, and I'm looking forward to this. We're we're gonna go see. Uh, uh, DePala next year. Yes, yeah, so he's always great, and know. he knows us, and he knows it. Those are the right. best ones. He yeah. knows the show he's coming into. Yeah. He knows who we are. Yeah. He's familiar with us. Well, and he's, he's like the perfect guy for that. Absolutely, he'll just come in and take over. And exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. So I mean, I always look forward to him yeah. being on. No, that's what you want. I mean, you know, even for us, we want people who come in. We don't really want to sit here and interview anybody. Right. We want to come in and just. Talk. We don't want somebody coming in and you know having an agenda. So much. we do want to know things, though. Yeah, we want to know stuff. I always, I, I always True. thought of the show as best is if it's like it's like you're at a party, and inside a party, there's a really cool group of people who are over yeah. after a couple of beers, and they're yeah. just having fun. They're, yeah. they're one up on each other, and it's, it's it's like that crowd at the yeah. party is who yeah, you yeah. want to be with. And the show is best when that's what it when is. It's, like it's that. just people yeah. just you know just. 
improvisational conversation. That sounds. It's like it's like Impro- a that's like an art album. You know? <laughs> that's, a, that's my album from the seventies. Improvisational conversations. Prior, <laughs> this led you to becoming the uh, worst comedian right. of exactly. the Roaring Eighties. But that's that's what I like. That's why it's funny yeah. that I ended up doing that um, because me and my buddies used to sit around doing that right. yeah. in in kitchens, and we used to play games that weren't improv games we would just make them up like we would try to one up each other and we'd have a salt shaker and I'd say something and then when I felt like I'd done it you know, I'd put the salt shaker in front of you and you had to top it <laughs> and the guy would do it back and it's just right. crazy stuff yeah. and it doesn't surprise me in the end that's where I ended up just right. improv conversation talking yeah I mean you gotta be happy with I mean the show's been consistently great I, I think I mean you know even recently since 3.0 right well no no it was great back then too yeah, but mean, you guys seemed... Sometimes I feel it that it slips a little bit, but then it Steve. comes back. Yeah. But it's been, you know, and, and with Steve back and everything, mm-hmm. and which, you know, that's that's a whole other thing to bring <laughs> up, I guess. I like this whole incarnation yeah, best. Exa- yeah. I, I, I really to do. Be... I was a little skeptical when we were going to bring Steve on. I wasn't really skeptical. Just in yeah. the back of my mind, I was a little bit... I didn't know if it would work, and it worked immediately. And and I, I, think, it's, I think it's great, and I think Andrews is, to me... One of the most the funniest people alive. He he's so talented yeah. that guy. I mean, uh, yeah, with his voices and you know Tim Andrews. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like a jazz when it's when it's best. It's like a it really it's is. like a jazz. It's like jazz improv from my point right. of view. <laughs> you know, it's like you know when to play your instrument. You know when mm-hmm. to shut up. You know when to come in. You know when to come out. Okay, play yeah. a little little and get out. And yeah, let, right. let other people play their thing. And there, it doesn't always work great. Yeah, but when it does. It makes me want to do it for another year. So yeah. you know, it's just such a really great feeling when you, when good. it when it's all clicking. You know, right? Yeah, which is yeah. the only spot for me um, when I, when you guys had the first run when you came back to AM. There was mm. something about that um, whole little back period. On that, that yeah, six forty. Yeah. It just. It, yeah. And and for whatever it was, was that an afternoon show? No, it was morning. It was, it was morning. It, I think we came on at eight or something. I think when, it, I think it started. When at eight. did you start back on that? Do you have any idea? For whatever reason it was, I can remember that I was listening to it at work. And well, it was being that I teach, I don't listen while kids are there, was, so it must right. have been a break or something like it that. It was um, early 2005 because we were off yeah. in 2004. Yeah. So it was probably March or April of 2005, okay. and we were on there until I, – I can't even remember how long we were yeah. on before we went back to 96. Yeah. Yeah. We, was, we were in the same bill. It's the same company. Yeah. And we just thought, you know, stuff. maybe the best thing is just not to go back to well, – let's do it. Go back to Let's do a channel. talk show because we've done yeah. a talk show in L.A. And before we yeah. came here, yeah. and we thought, and the show itself is, no, is a talk show. It doesn't yeah, have any right. music. And, and so we thought it would work out. But there were, um, I mean, that's when Clear Channel really just, really became a horrific place. It was, a, it was, it was eye-opening for me. I was, because I was actually working there at the time. Uh, you know, in right, that building? Right, yeah, in that, yeah, on the, the Peachtree building. Uh, yeah, and I remember. I mean, everybody around there was just miserable. It, totally, just absolutely miserable. I and I, and I, I, in every department. Yeah, <laughs> I know? realized. I realized that I had been breathing rarefied air when I was there before because we were on top, and we were, you know, we were the thing, and we weren't bothered by anybody. The program directors, the, you know, you get a little bit of guidance, but they'd leave you alone because we yeah. were making, you know, they they lost millions of dollars that year that we were out, right. so they were making right. a lot yes. of money. And when we came back to another station. 
then we were treated just like we were some we weren't it, it, there was no legacy in that building it was like right. okay now right. you're an employee just like everybody else yeah. right. this is how bad it was they didn't even give us parking passes in the beginning <laughs> when we got back I mean that may seem like a small <laughs> right. thing but we had right. made millions of dollars for this company yeah. park behind uh, the Chinese restaurant exactly like yes exactly and so <laughs> I remember <laughs> so we uh, uh, it, it was eye opening for me because there were like seven stations in that hall yeah and when you walk down, you could go from one to the other, and it looked like you ever see that movie Metropolis? Yeah, you know where the workers are yeah, just yeah, yeah. Around, around, they're just like. <laughs> I mean, really, you could machine. look into each yeah. studio, mm-hmm. and everybody was miserable. Right, everyone was making the the, the lowest amount of money the That's company could get them too. for. Yeah. And not only that, they have this philosophy that really says oppress your people. You know, <laughs> make them make them fear the loss of their job to get. More right, productivity out of it, and that doesn't work. It I doesn't mean, work, the, the yeah. people who really understand business remember know less is more. Work. Oh, yeah. it does work for <laughs> teaching, by the way. But you know, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, good corporations know this. They, they you know, they know that you don't yeah. you you make people feel like they're part of yeah. the product and the yeah. answer, and they're needed. And no, we all understand Have that ownership. none of us are irreplaceable. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that being said. You, your qualities should be appreciated by your bosses if yeah. you are doing good work. It's, yeah. it's, it's a no-brainer. You want to be able to take some ownership in this stuff, too. We haven't talked about any music. I know. We haven't I talked know. about well, any music. And, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. We have to take a commercial break. Oh, yes, commercial right. breaks. These are interesting. Yeah, I know. They always are interesting. <laughs> All right. And uh, we will be right back. I was going to ask you about um, Satellite. Yes. Because we, yeah. we never brought that up. And, you know... Obviously, we're, we are back in now, by the way. Yeah, yeah very good. good. To the show. So I'm not I, wasting any energy we, here. You're, not, wasting, you're, not, you're not burning <laughs> calories. You don't need to burn. Very good. Go, <laughs> go back to your, a, your A-list answers, <laughs> not right. just your... Uh, not, not I'm going to put down this rolling stone and actually right. I'm pay attention now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you read that Beatles article in there? I have not. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, we'll, uh, I'm, take it, we'll get to the Beatles. <laughs> well, they're, 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 well, they're, they're everything that's going on right there's now. There's a whole little side thing on the remaster CDs, which I know you were talking about this week, so I was going to get into that. Oh, good, and good. But, we'll get uh, into it. We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I grew up on Howard, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, in Jersey and coming up in the 80s. Right. You know, and we didn't have him for a long time down here, and then, um, you know, I, I got to, you know, you guys were off the air when Howard came on Sirius. I think. Well, it was all part of the whole, uh, it was part of the same thing, the Janet Jackson fallout. He got hit by it. Right, yeah. And he ended up going to Satellite. A lot of it because of Clear Channel right. uh, screwed and, him over. Yeah, and, and he was, I mean, we didn't hear any of it, but he was railing against them mm-hmm. big time. Well, I mean, he didn't work for Clear Channel, but he yeah. was syndicated on a lot of their properties. And, well, uh, I'm just railing on Hogan. FCC. Just started. Hogan just yeah. started throwing. Oh, you mean the FCC? Well, I'm saying I mean, he had had a war going with the FCC for you know since yeah. early. But 80s. he's probably the only the only one that would really because he didn't care what happened. You right. know, right. would probably really lash out. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was pretty upset when you guys the second time, which we didn't get into, why, why you got thrown off the second time, <laughs> <laughs> which is def- which is definitely the funnier one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, it was so, funnier for uh, for everyone else. It was the right. it was the one that hurt me the most. But. Yeah, I, you just must have been like. I, I, I well, was very, very angry. Yeah, let's, let's tell the audience. Well, uh, let's go back. You were back on the air. <laughs> we were on. Should we do this in a second podcast? It'll be the whole. <laughs> we could do the whole second podcast on the second firing. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this one, um, you know, because there's 900 stations in the building yeah. in Clear Channel, one of them was Viva. It was a 
Mexican morning show. Right. And <laughs> so we were. I thought we were cool with the show. I had no idea. This was Yogi and Panda. Yogi and Panda. This was total. This is all Clear Channel. Horrible management. Unbelievable. This yeah. there was no reason for any of this to happen. Apparently, for six or seven months, these uh, DJs yeah. down at uh, Viva <laughs> had had, had had trouble with us that I didn't know about. They felt slighted about this thing or that thing. I didn't know this right. was going on because my managers did not manage. They didn't tell me this. You know. Okay. So they were a little sensi- oversensitive yeah, down there. And, 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 and by the way, the two I mean, I just hated being there. I was not a good employee. I was. I, I did not like the fact that right. I was there. So I was paying as little attention. Yeah. To I was gonna that going to bring that up on. too. It's, it seems like compared to nowadays, the two regular guys just I wasn't as be. lively and, and as good. No, as we we were not getting along at all. Yeah, and okay. you know, literally not looking each other in the eye, that kind of thing. Wow. You know. So um, well, I remember was a, we saw you just after. It, we oh, that's true. we bumped into you at Centennial Olympic Park actually. Oh, I'm getting it. No, come putting it all together. Are you? Yes, are you? you don't have to, you don't no. have to pretend. No, I remember. <laughs> this, no, I it was, was there. Wolf mother. I was there with. Uh, yeah. It was that was the day it rained. Right. And yes, the, 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 uh, I was there with Brittany Hutman, who is uh, on Q100. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, she was dating a buddy of mine at time who yeah. was on 99X, who was called Decker, and I was I was there oh, yeah. um, uh, with them just right. hanging out, and I remember. You remember walking in? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Absolutely, because so, we're well, we're like the only four people out there. How could you not? Remember? Yeah, yeah well, if you remember the day, you remember right. us. So, but that was when I was out. I was and out. That was out time. after the second time, right. and there was a sense of like that won't happen yeah. again. Oh yeah, I was. I was yeah. still on my. I'm never going back to that again. Yeah. And. You know, so and now for some reason things change and my attitude yeah. changed, but and good uh, for everybody else. Money wow. may have something to do with that. Running <laughs> out of it may have had something well, to do with too. changing the attitude because I'm human like everybody else. But the uh, program director over there is called uh, what is it called now? Not called the Buzz. It's called um, I could not tell. You. Oh, it's not the Buzz. Ninety six. Uh, oh, oh project. yes, project uh, project yeah. ninety six. Yeah, um, project nine six one. There you go. <laughs> um, I do know. And so he he was the program director. Larry had talked about the fact that these two guys quite often in the bathroom would sit stall to stall next to each other and do show prep. But they were speaking in Spanish, and he, he didn't know what they were saying. But it was just funny that they were obviously doing prep for the next day's show while they were taking a dump. So he said, I'm going to tape that. And you know, we're like, oh, whatever, it'll be good, whatever. So yeah. a couple days later, he comes running in with the, the, the recorder in his hand. He's like, I got it, I got it. <laughs> and... Uh, and I was not paying attention, as was usual, not a smart thing at the time. And we went on the air, and we, we, we played it, and to me, it was just another bit. We were just I mean, doing you, would have, you would have never said, no, you better not. No, I mean, yeah. look, not if the program director stands yeah, up and says, you got to put it on. Who am I? He's yeah, the right. program director. He's the guard, you know? And so we did it, and it was a funny bit, and I didn't think, honestly, I just didn't think twice about it. Yeah, and then yeah. a, a, a meeting later... Uh, I heard Chris and Larry talking about, well, you'll do an apology to them or whatever. And oh, so I recognized boy. something's up. And uh, then the go. next meeting, Larry's saying stuff like, well, I don't think I should have to apologize. And oh, so boy. I realized something's really up. Yeah. But I still don't think it's a big deal. Right, you know? right. it's, it's just something that's going on. Yeah. And then I get a call a Friday. I can't remember. Whatever. We're going to take you guys off the air next week. Um because of the, the, the thing with Yogi and Panda. We're going to do an investigation. I'm like, what do you need an investigation for? We did it. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. We were doing we podcasts do back then, too. It's going to dig it up. You know, it's there. Yeah. Um, it's so true. I didn't understand the whole investigation thing. Um, so <laughs> they took us off the air in that week. And then at the end of the week, uh, my agent called me and told me, you guys are off. 
You're only getting two weeks' pay. Um, and I mean, it, it was it was it was just out of nowhere. It was just like so. I'm being told by Clear Channel that I had a duty to be insubordinate right. and stand up and say I'm not going to be a part of That's it. Right. It, made, it just made absolutely <laughs> no sense. But what was really going on yeah. was at the time Clear Channel was almost being bought. I don't know if they were going from public going back to private or whatever. They were very close to being bought by somebody, and they were worried about any kind of thing messing this up and they were worried about a big hispanic gotcha. you know activist yeah. you know marches you know all right. this yeah. stuff that never probably would have happened right um, so it was completely clear channel's fault they could have told us 3 months earlier i don't want to hear the words yogi and panda on your show right. ever that's all it would have taken. Yeah, right. And I would have known there was a problem and that we had to stay away from it. But, you know, they just dropped See, the ball. See, but I thought you place. were cool. With the, I mean, they would even come on your show every once in a while, That's right? what I thought. Yeah. I thought they were cool, but they had felt slighted by me and Larry in the hallways. They were, and, and they were – Clear Channel went out of their way to try to hurt my reputation in that period of time. Really? Yeah. And it really was huh. – it was really something. I mean, that that is – Behind uh, the scenes or – Behind yeah. the scenes, in the industry. Um, they were saying things like that I was being uh, – you know, uh, har- harassing these hosts in the halls, and I never right. harassed anybody. I mean, but I walk through the halls, I give you the peace sign. Hey, you want some coffee? That's it. <laughs> right. and I'm just, I'm not a harassing type of person. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't happen. Right. Um, so it was that one really, really, really angered me. Sure, it really, really, really led to a lot of bitterness. Well, well that's then, what you really don't like. You don't want somebody. You know, your name is. That's you, you know. Clear Channel is awful. Well, so. and, the, and then the most. Astonish- <laughs> Let's get it all out of here. Clear Channel is yeah, awful. I mean, that's what it sounds like. They're not the only ones that are killing radio, but they yeah. led the way, and yeah, they really they helping. are really right. awful. I got into radio at the end of the, you know, look, it's show business, all right, and both of those things are equally important. Yeah. I've never been a person who thought that business wasn't important. You've got to sell this stuff. You've got to have right. advertising. It's very very important, but the show part is important as well. Yeah, and they have gutted. The talent out of radio. I mean, right. I don't know what's going to happen. M- morning shows. I mean, how old is Howard Stern? Fifty something. Mm-hmm. I'm forty five. Larry's almost fifty years old. Yeah. There's no new generation of right. that kind of talent coming through because Clear Channel has <laughs> gutted them. <laughs> gutted them. I yeah. mean, there's no opportunity for a 19, 20 year old to come into right. radio and do overnights in Idaho and figure out their shit anymore. And that's the way that it used to be. But now the guy doing overnights in Idaho is uh, tracking in Atlanta <laughs> and getting paid one thousand more dollars a week uh, um, a right. year to do that. And yeah. there's no there's no entry point. There's the don't Clear well, Channel I, is, is and and unless they offer me a million dollars, I go work for them again, <laughs> and I'll shut up. Yeah, I mean, I did. <laughs> I did see that firsthand. You know, I mentioned earlier I was working there. I, I did. I was working there a good three, four years, and I was down in traffic. Yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, yeah, I saw all of that. The, you know, the, the way that they treated people out they there. They just and, treated people. They went out of their way to right. treat. And people unless you were horribly. on contract, you know, kind of where you guys, where right. you guys' level was. I mean, everybody was getting paid so low. Oh. You couldn't. It's and, a, and I hate it to be about you know, money, but you couldn't survive. It's you know? not just about Clear Channel now. Now it's yeah. the whole industry because, it, like newspapers, this crash. This economic crash yeah. has kind of forced things three years mm-hmm. early. You know, newspapers were, you know, their own worst enemy before the crash. But then <laughs> right. the crash happened, yeah. and it just it forced really, everything down. Yeah. And um, so, but Clear Channel, it really, if you want to find one entity to blame for the right. state of radio. Well, but I saw that. It, that. Yeah, I saw it driving good people out of radio, just like mm-hmm. you said, you know. And Why yeah, would you? 
Let me tell you how bad Businesses that was. Like uh, how bad Clear Channel was when we went there. You talked about the AM when we went there yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Uh, they they had a shift change of of guys running the board. Yeah. And it happened in the middle in the of middle our of show. show. <laughs> now, in, in, in radio, since the time uh, that I got into yeah, it, yeah. they would match you with a guy who was running your board, right. and his hours would be the hours of right. your show. Now, he might do a second show. Yeah. He might do a second show, but he would do the whole second show. That's yeah. a, Your show's four hours. The guy behind his four right, hours. There's your eight-hour shift. There's your eight-hour shift. But they would put them together. And it, they just, in the middle of our show, yeah. one guy would leave. Right. Another guy would come in, put his lunch pail down, right. and start, I mean, well, and, I, and you know, I, I started out there doing the board, you know, mm-hmm. and I was doing overnights, of course, and then they threw me into the Tom Hughes show a few times, mm-hmm. which was the morning show on GST. Right. And, you know, producing that show is a lot of work, you know, the Tom and the Kimmer show. It's a yeah. lot of work. And A, I had been there since 10 o'clock the night before, you know, oh, I did the overnights, which was, you know, nothing, there's nothing to do overnight, yeah. but right. then... You know, five thirty in the morning, you got to run around like a chi- chicken with your head cut yeah. off, and you, you know you've been You're up all morning night. Show now, and, yeah. uh, I at the time I was glad to do it, you know, because I thought I would get further, maybe you know, well, and, yeah. and show them. Their channel never thought that. No, <laughs> but uh, they knew we'll grind them down and kill them. <laughs> I was even thinking <laughs> we'll at the time, make him old before <laughs> right. his time. We'll grind them up and make soap out of it. Right. Well, I was even thinking. I'm like, I can't believe they're having me. Yeah, do, you run this. Fairly popular, right, right, show, you know, and like, yeah. no, they didn't care. They yeah, didn't right. care whether or not like the should, host and the professional you got along. be doing this. Right. You know, yeah. they didn't care if the host and you got along. Yeah. They didn't care if there was any, yeah. and nothing like that. And I'll tell you, this goes back they to hate, that producer. They thing. hate the audience. They hate the audience. They, they, they. Honestly, they have channel, to. They hate the audience because the audience will not buy their. Their, their notions. And so if they have these crazy notions about what programming should be and how it should run and less is more and all that bullshit, yeah, yeah. you know, and when the when the ratings don't come, they don't question themselves. They question you know, the What audience. the fuck is wrong with the yeah, audience? Right. We have all of these <laughs> genius ideas. We've worked this out in the yeah. radio lab. Technically, we're supposed to be getting this shit. You know? Test tube A <laughs> shows yeah, that... Right. Yeah, well, it, it's like the classic... Rotten kid syndrome, right there. You know, like it must be somebody else did something wrong. Right, exactly. It's all their right. fault. I remember the biggest thing I remember from not being as satisfied with regular guys 2.0, I guess. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, well, I mean, what we talked take about. Take it easy you, now. I mean, just take it easy. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Can't work. I do want somebody to walk off the show at some point. Yeah, yeah, right. It will be good radio. Um, the thing I remember is the commercials. You guys had so many breaks. It felt like every 10 minutes you were Are you, you talking about the AM That's show? The AM show, Well, you yeah. know, they didn't. This is the thing. They wouldn't change. You would think we had been wildly successful before, and we had... They wouldn't change their clock when we came in. So I'd be doing the news jog, and we would break for news. Right. I mean, <laughs> nobody is – well, this is the way we do it. This is our clock. This is what we do the news. I mean, it was absolutely – Stay absurd. tuned for the news. Uh, I mean, and I told them. I, I, I really – I was not in a good way then anyway yeah. um, being there. But I – I would let her, let them know that they right. were Mickey Mouse. That they, this was just well, you weren't. Uh, well, it wasn't too long on GST though. It wasn't. I don't even remember. Got how you long. back a couple months, three months, yeah, mm-hmm. a few months, yeah, yeah. Which, and that's the, and that's the part that for whatever reason, again, I, that's when I, I was really had the time to listen in the early years um, for whatever I was doing. I think I was going to school and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so I was able to listen in those early years. And then when you were gone, it was like. 
damn it, you know. And so when you came back, I was so pumped. And then I said, like, "What is this shit?" And then it, it just wasn't. It just wasn't what it had been. No, it wasn't. You know? and, and we could feel that. We knew that. Right. Yeah. And even though Larry and I weren't getting along at all, and maybe we thought there were different reasons for it, we both knew yeah. that it was not good. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had such respect for you guys at the time. I was such a fan of the show, and I even felt I'm like, God, they're treating you guys. Like yeah, because we. Shit. I mean, oh, we would then, talk. Yeah. If you were in there, you know that we didn't get yeah. any kind of. We, there was no. It wasn't like, hey, we've got these guys back, and and they're going to make the company yeah, a bunch that, of money, which is what I expected. They were perfect. Purposefully not promoting it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it, weird. It was just a. It's a. It's a. To try to understand what Clear Channel's game is right. is beyond me. I mean, you can only look at it and think they're trying to hurt people. <laughs> and it can't right. be the case. I right. suppose you would do it. But it, it's the only conclusion that you can come to. <laughs> trying to hurt is, me. Trying to injure me. I mean, they were so horrible that, you know, if you were a liberal Hollywood screenwriter and came in with those types of characters, the, the studio boss would say, whoa, that's way over the top. Nobody's going to believe that. <laughs> that's obviously, you got an Angry here. kid's yes. not going to fly here, <laughs> Mr. Von Hessler. Right. Hey, just stick with your billboards, all right? Just do yeah. your billboards. <laughs> do your Stay bill- out of my... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. My radio industry. Who knows? Radio will turn into something else one day. But, uh, but, um, but know, Cumulus has been uh, Cumulus has been great. You know, for for yeah. me, they've been great for the show. They've been, they've supported the show. Um, you they guys understand. A, you guys seem a hell of a lot happier. I'll they understand that. the show. Yeah. You know, when they when they, they when they got the show, they understood what they that they wanted the show at its best. Right. And they, and they, they came us. to you, or did you guys? They kinda, came to us. Yeah. They, you know, and I, I this was a few months probably after I met you guys in the park, and probably. I didn't I didn't see it coming, and. I didn't when I first got the call. I didn't think that I would do it, but I met with those guys. Larry and I met with them, and uh, I don't know. The spirit was good. Yeah, and they were going to start a new station. That we won't have to go on ninety nine X and replace the right, show there. Right, right. Yeah, and um, it, it just all I liked the vibe of what was going on. Now you know, it, it, are there people who have worked for that company and have a, a gripe? Yeah, absolutely. Huh, yeah, and they might company. be right. Right. They yeah. might be right. Even you know, but from my situation, um, I've been treated. Very well. See, if we knew at the time when we saw him in the park, right. we could have got him as a permanent member on our show. Maybe yeah. you could have had him under contract. Three faces. <laughs> exactly. But the three faces of radio. Three faces radio. Three faces radio. How do you like that? Only two you want to see. The, the other thing he I remember. He was looking for something at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. looking for anything at the time. See? The other thing I remember at that time was you were kind of the first one who pointed out to me the whole word friend being used as a verb now through Facebook because mm-hmm. I think we did the whole thing like oh well friend that, you it was you MySpace know. back then oh, right. MySpace. Yeah. oh yeah it was yeah. probably it was just, just MySpace it wasn't even yeah it was, yeah. It was previous <laughs> yeah I brought up Anyhow. Howard earlier which was a way for me to get into just talking about satellite mm-hmm. had you ever considered that before when yeah um, that's what I'm curious yeah, about yeah you know the first time around as a matter of fact when we were first kicked off the air the guy who was working satellite was a guy. I mean, the, the guy who was, I don't know if he was the program director. I don't know what his position was, yeah. but he was in some sort of programming position. Was a guy who had been one of our program directors in Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they started to get in touch with us, and I just didn't touch it. I, really? I just didn't, really? I didn't even return the call. I was so, I, the thing about the first time we were thrown off the air is we were, we were paid. We weren't. We were. We were. We were right, still employees of Clear Channel. We got. I mean, that was like from yeah. April until December. I was paid in full with full insurance and everything. And one of the things that I was told was, you know, you don't you go. Can't. You can't talk with people. Yeah. And I didn't want to screw up. I mean, I thought yeah. I've got the. I got the life. This here. is great. Yeah. And I'm getting paid in full. Right. And so wow. I didn't want to call back and even yeah. risk that. So there was some chance that my thing about a show like. 
if you're Howard Stern, you have a name when you go there. Yeah. Um, and they got to invest in everything. If you're Oprah Winfrey, you have a name. You go to satellite. Right. If you're anybody with a name, you can try to bring people to them. Right. Um, but if you're the regular guys who were popular in Atlanta, um, how do you get the word out? You how do you do billboards for? How do you? So how do you get found in all exactly. of these hundreds of stations and on this thing? And so, but then the flip side of it is is pretty cool, though. I mean, a, a, as far as the less commercials, and you can yeah. get it all over the country and the world, even. And, and then, you build it. Like, I mean, it's kind of going back to scratch, you know, right. to point one. But you're right. Without as much opportunity to kind of saturate a, a little area, because well, you got to go to the whole world. <laughs> yeah, you're you're well, not only that, but it, it's the fact that how many stations are there? How many uh, yeah, hundreds? Right. Yeah. So how do you if, if you've never heard of the regular but there's only guys talk? Yeah. yeah. How do you find how do you find that show? How do you get turned on to, to the show? Whereas if you're if you're in Atlanta and you're stuck in traffic and you look up and there's a billboard and you don't right. like what you're listening to now, why not go over and see if that's a good show? Yeah. I mean, that's how you find people no, and you build an audience. So that was my fear is that it was going to be a $35,000 a year kind of thing and that they True. could say, well, look, you know, you so, but then I feel like that's a weird kind of technology because haven't they been usurped now with uh, uh, the iPod? iPod, exactly. And, yeah. and, and the and internet radio. Yeah. And, and, and it's one of those, that's why I say when I was saying earlier that if anybody tells you they know how all this is going to shake right, out, right. they don't because when people invested in putting those satellites right. up there, you know, they thought this is going to be if there's going to be a saturating radio, right. it's going to be us. It might work or it might not. Yeah. And then within a year of that happening, you could see iPhones. internet radio yeah. coming along right. and how that could work. And it won't be long now before or you can just listen just to internet radio mm. on your phone. We've got the 3G where they have this clear mm. thing now yeah, throughout yeah. Atlanta, yeah, which yeah, may yeah. be kind of clunky, but it's just the beginning. Right. At some yeah. point, five years down the line, you're going to be able to get anything that you listen to off the internet in your car. Right. Yeah, and was, at that point, yeah. why do you need satellite? Uh -huh. yeah. I mean, so I know, it's, it, it seemed like the out, future, you know? It did. And I thought I it was – when I first got – it was way before Howard was even on when mm -hmm. I first got serious because I thought it was great. You know, there's all these music stations. It's also and great it's, when you're driving not to have to lose something that, good oh, that you're listening so to. So good. Well – and it was so good nice. that there are so many music stations actually because they get pretty specialized. Right. You know, yeah. you get Underground Garage and you yeah. get, and uh, you know, even though the Blues Show was not great, you know, the Blues Station is great. Doesn't like the Blues Station. No. Well, not on on seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was so cool at the time. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Within a year, it was like, well, shit. You know, this might be obsolete. It's too bad for those. Well, I think they were just bought, know? right? They, I think they were just bought. Well, Sirius and XM merged, but then they were bought. By somebody, okay. I think. Oh, really? And I, I and know. my understanding is one of the yeah. main reasons no, they I bought that. On it. Howard was talking about. And they're bought, they're bought, they're buying. My feeling is they're buying the satellites, right? Somebody else launched those things. Right. They put up all that kind of money. Sure. And if the radio thing doesn't work out, they they can always right. be used for telecommunications and right. leasing out and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I don't see a huge. I might be wrong. I don't see a huge future for satellite radio just right. because yeah. I think internet radio is going to come in and take that over. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I don't, that's the way I see it happening, but it could go – there could be a third thing that comes in tomorrow that yeah. blows both of those things away. Right. So who knows? Well, I know it's a touchy but, subject because it's your livelihood, but what right. do you think for regular terrestrial, terrestrial radio? radio yeah. I, think that, I think that if these companies can get their heads out of their asses yeah. and get rid of these corporate experts who are – with their notions and their schemes and their ideas and go back to something very, very simple. All right. This is very simple. You're in a car. All right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're stuck in traffic and there's free 
programming available. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's now, amazing. if that free programming is good programming, I think that people will always gravitate to something that's, that's good free and, and there. free. <laughs> I really do. But the thing is, these companies have not been concentrating on talent for the last 10 years. You know, uh, right. John Rocker told me once that the Braves first – the first time he talked to somebody from a Braves organization, he was 12 or 13 years old. All right? And that's what – if that's Sick. what radio – if it's about right. personalities, it's not about what song plays when, yeah. Yeah. And which is what it's been about for so long. Yeah. But with – why do I – if I love music, why am I going to let a program director – Tell me what the hell, what order I'm going to listen to. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense anymore. I when you, you look at the stuff that's really big, Howard Stern, Rush Limbaugh, uh, Sean Hannity, uh, even Dr. Laura, they go through different yeah. genres. One thing is the same. It's about the talent. talent. Right. They're not playing songs. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, doing. And so you can always, you, you I mean, for instance, my buddy Jimmy Barron picked up over at um, um, Dave. Right, he was he was out of work for a long time, and I'm glad that he's at yeah. work. And I can say whatever I want because he knows that that that, right. that I like him and and whatever. But you bring a guy over there, Jimmy Barron was never a DJ. His following in this town was never that. I love the way that guy talks up records. That was <laughs> right. not it. That was not <laughs> right. why he had an audience. Yeah. Now they end up in a situation where they're out there drifting, and so they want the name Jimmy Barron. This is what happens all the time. They want the, We've run some. People know him. They want him back. Great, wonderful. But they won't take that extra step and give him a show right. that's about him that's driven by his personality his interest right. that's surrounded by a couple other people no they got him playing music yeah they want the image they the want waste the, exactly. they want the image on the billboard you know right, right. so what the future of radio will be good when they get rid of these idiots who think that they can keep fooling the audience. Right. Well, uh, you, you know, yeah. if you want Jimmy Barron, then bring in Jimmy Barron and his point of view and let him do a show yeah. based on his personality. It may work or it may not work, but it will. It, it's the only shot that it has of working is that it's about him. But they're way yeah. too scared to take risks nowadays, well, I, I guess. You know, I guess? Of, 95% right? of these shows fail anyway. That's yeah, why yeah. I never understood why people wouldn't take my call when I was out. Yeah. Most of these shows fail. Well, yeah. they, they brought that guy in, uh, Zach, whatever. It was a big it – took, it took Dave a year to find a morning show. Yeah. And they brought this guy in, and it didn't work. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's the way that it is. Yeah. In morning, morning yeah. radio – most shows fail, and given that, I've never understood why people don't take more chances. Yeah, yeah, or you're learn, right. Or, or learn from the shows that work, like ours. They, no group of program direct programming people in any company would create a show like ours. Right. It doesn't fit into any of what they believe you need. They would still they look at a show like ours that gets not only an audience but a loyal audience over years and they say, "Well, that's an anomaly. It just doesn't right. it's the, you can't follow that. If I'm going to put together a morning show, I'm going to get a fat guy, I'm going to get a, <laughs> In a girl, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I'm going to get the guy who right. sort of runs things and you know and 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 he'll get somewhat sexual, but the girl will be there to speak right, for the right, women right, and right. tell them to you know, yeah. It's all just such bullshit. Formulas. Exactly, exactly. Test tube A, test tube B. That's really – so the answer is if they ever get rid of these 
scientist yeah. putting these shows together. There's a there's always room for something that is entertaining and free. You can't convince me yeah. that anything can top that. Um, they just have to get back right. to encouraging talent. You know, it's yeah. interesting because I've almost been looking at it completely opposite. When I finally got satellite, it was like. It's almost hard to believe that you can just get in your car and turn on the radio and get something for free. I mean, right. it's almost hard to believe that that is still there. Yeah. <laughs> well, why would you at in the this point, world that you know with the, with the satellite right. television and right. everybody's mm-hmm. got to get paid yeah. for everything. Right. Everybody's yeah. getting paid for everything. It's almost hard to believe, and it is a great commodity if they start to use it. Well, properly. you got to you got to encourage you got to you have to encourage talent because at the yeah. end of the day, they have to realize that it's not about this brilliant program director who had great ratings 10 years right. ago. It's about the talent you have on the air right now. You know, you got to fill up that time. We do 20 hours a week. I mean, not many, everybody can do that right? and wake yeah. up at three o'clock in the morning and be awake and ready to go. It, you have to develop that kind of talent. You yeah. got to see it when it's young and you've got to give it opportunities. So you've got to guide it and they're not yeah. doing that. If you know, nobody ever goes, to, gets into work and starts saying, man, did you listen? They played, you know, <laughs> yes. Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, followed by, you know, right, right, Home Sweet right. Home by Motley Crue. I, I, it was awesome. I could dude. never <laughs> mix a tape like that's that. Right. Yeah. That's God. not your. That's not your cooler <laughs> right. talk in the morning. Right, exactly. You know, right. Stuff that you I mean, who, whose fault is it though about the stations flipping to like the top forty format, which seems to well, they're just going for well, well, what is it the audience's no, fault or is it? I mean, I don't is know. Is there it's, a real demand for that stuff, or is it... Well, of- there's a, there's more of a demand than what's next. You know, the way this is all done, it depends on what other formats are on at that time in that market. Yeah. And, you know, they have, you know, a million markets they look at. And so they'll look at other markets, and if there's a, if there's a, if there's a niche... Then there's an opening, yeah. and then they'll give it a shot because it worked somewhere else or, or whatever. But um, and that's fine. There's always going to be people who like top forty radio, right. and and maybe they don't they don't mind. It's just a it's a lifestyle thing, and it's a certain right. age where that's a big deal. Um, then and there's nothing wrong with those stations being out there. Um, but if you want the great stuff. I mean, the great radio comes out of personalities. It always yeah. has. Even when, even before uh, these morning shows became zoos and circuses yeah. and then morphed into what they are now, um, even the old DJs, it was yeah. Wolfman Jack. It yeah, was, yeah. you know, the, you know the, it, it was people, Which I was you know? just watching um, American Graffiti was on yeah. recently, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you've got Wolfman Jack in the yeah, background. Yeah, the whole yeah. day, and all the, the rumors about him. Oh, like, yes. Flying over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> He flies right. in a plane over and he broadcasts from outer space. Does he have like, suck it on a sucker or something when he beats <laughs> yeah, him? <right. laughs> hey, all you cool cats. He parlayed that into the midnight special. Good he kick. sure did. He sure did. I was going to ask you, you know, we never got into your history and everything, and it's probably too late now to go that, I know, that far back. But I was going to ask you if you ever did the radio voice. Did you ever have your life? No, I was never. Uh, I always had, I still think to this day, have a terrible voice for radio. People here locally, I say that, and they say, no, but it's just because you're used to it. I mean, I do not have a classic voice. I'm not trained at all for radio right. at all. And I never, no, I never like Yeah, I was going to say that. Your voice really yeah. doesn't sound that good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I sound like, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, hello. That's not what that's for. No, that's for rambling. That's, that's a, for rambling. Yeah, that's true. I, I sound like, you know, <laughs> a Muppet or something. You know what I mean? I don't have yeah, that, I don't have that directional, you know, right. kind of thing. And no, I never, I never. But the, in all seriousness, I never want to sound cheesy. Son. That's why the the show works, though. You know, because right. you guys don't sound. You know, Hence, you don't come well, on Larry here and certain, sound like Larry. Certainly has a classically trained voice, but right. he's really but he's not good doing, at doing. Yeah, he's. he's not, it's, it's. He's. It just turns out that he has 
the right voice for the right job, which a lot of people have, and then they have empty. But you know, yeah. Larry has thoughts, and he brings a lot to the table with the voice. So that's what that's. I think that you couldn't have everybody having crappy voices. You know, no. that wouldn't it wouldn't work that way. Well, I was telling you during our little commercial break there mm-hmm. yeah. um, that I'm sure will be interesting, um, <laughs> or I'm sure was interesting. Right? <laughs> I'm right. sure you all uh, enjoyed it. I'm yeah. sure you. It was great. Um, I was telling you how I had studied communications, and I had a buddy that I studied with who now is a DJ on, I guess you call him a DJ, on Satellite. Mm-hmm. And he has a show, and I'm not going to name any names or whatever, but I remember him well from back in the day. We were friends, you know, this and that. And he's, hey, yeah. welcome to the show. You know, and, he, and it's, I was like, that is this really him? And I had to literally wait. Somebody told me exactly when his show was. And I heard the voice, which you don't hear a lot on the music channels on, on the radio, on satellite. And I heard the voice, and I was like, nah, this can't be him. And I had to wait for him to say the name until I was like, oh, it is him? Because he had the full-on FM DJ voice going. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a letdown. But look, it is a letdown. it's a paycheck, too. You it know, is. I mean, it's, it's, you know, he's yeah, getting who knows? His, he's getting his money, so... I try not to Should be I too... I go over and work for uh, yeah. Satellite? Why not? I try not to be too critical of people. It's just not for me. Yeah. It's just not for you? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're... we're, we're we're critical and ball busting. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> but the good thing about ball busting is it's usually friends, and it's yeah, exactly. Based on it's usually friends, and then it's usually mostly ourselves, <laughs> right? And we can get it back, and we always do right. get it back. Yeah. Um, so, can we do a little music talk? What do you think? Yeah. Do you want to do your three, two, one? Or? Well, I thought. We, I thought. Well, let's just. All right, everybody. We're gonna end this episode here. This has been uh, episode thirteen, part one. We uh, talked so much that day that we recorded this that I needed to split this into two episodes. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, the second part, or part two rather, is going to be mostly music talk, and that gets real entertaining too. So um, we had Eric Von Hessler in uh, from the Regular Guys show. If you're in Atlanta, you can catch them every morning. I'm sure you know about this already, of course. Uh, 6 to 10 a.m. on Rock 100.5. If you're listening to this outside of Atlanta, you can podcast their show. Uh, Go to iTunes and subscribe to them. There's a few different um, podcasts for them listed on iTunes, and it's the one that says the Regular Guys Official Podcast is the one that's the the real one. Or you can go to their website that's listed on our website for this uh, podcast episode. Anyway... This has been episode 13, part one. I'm going to list uh, part two in a couple days, so stay tuned for that. And we will see you then. Thanks again.